0: yo what is going on everyone my name is nick or the notorious fantasy and this video is going on me and danny's channel danny is here i'm also here with tyler and lucas that is the order where they are on my screen it may look completely different when i actually post this but thank you to all of them for coming in here if you guys want to say anything before we start Uh,
1: i was just going to mention uh starting my own channel daniel kinnan linked in the description i mean we're part of the overall brand the fantasy shaders good content coming out soon hope you guys enjoy follow us along so yeah Solid. all I need to say. On the,
2: uh, on the race to 60 Twitter followers, boys. Hit me up. <laughs> For sure. We're,
0: <laughs> we're doing a Dynasty Superflex mock today. Lucas had the first pick and he selected Patrick Mahomes. Now, okay. why did you go Pat Mahomes over Lamar Jackson?
3: Well, see, normally I was going to go Drew Locke. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, Patrick Mahomes is the clear Um There will be the uh, I know me and you talked about it on our QB rankings, our Dynasty QB rankings, the touchdown rate drop, just historic drop. It's gonna happen no matter what. But in the long term of the overall Dynasty Mahomes is clearly gonna sustain um the value that he's at right now where Lamar could fluctuate a little bit.
1: I agree with that. I mean Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Uh getting him at the one oh one really isn't a shock. I mean him and Lamar, personally, to me, are in my tier one as far as Superflex Dynasty quarterbacks. I mean, they're both top four overall players. Getting Patrick Mahomes at the 101, though, he's clear, He's my clear QB one, personally. I just see that he's going to be the best quarterback in the league for at least the next 10 years, locking him down at the 101. You don't have to worry about that spot. And in Superflex, locking down your quarterbacks is everything because the, the value that they hold post-draft is tremendous. So I think it's the pick here. I agree with
0: you there. I
1: mean, yeah, that's who I mean, just-
0: this next pick yeah you can go tyler you can make your pick we can just talk behind the picks going down but i put christian mccaffrey at the 102 personally i think i would rather just go him over lamar jackson having that huge advantage at the running back is just unreal teddy checkdowns is going to throw the ball to him a million times next season it didn't even matter who the quarterback was but he was going to be nasty christian mccaffrey to me is the best running back and then after that tyler selected saquon barkley followed by lamar jackson from danny so let me get your guys thinking on those picks
2: yeah, I, I want to lock down a top running back. I think there's a lot of really good quarterbacks coming in. And not just that, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that are about to be really good this year. I think Drew Locke is just the highlight of that. Um, I think Minshew even really, really late in drafts is could be a decent pickup. So I'm not really too worried about getting quarterback first round. I like grabbing the uh, elite running back first.
1: I mean, I agree with that. I mean, again, that's a clear top four tier for me. It's Mahomes, Jackson, and those two running backs. Uh, for me, locking down Jackson really just came down to Mahomes off the board, the other two off the board. I view that as a four-person tier. Lamar Jackson, one number one overall fantasy player last year. I mean, he looks to really build upon that. Uh, I like it. I mean, he's he's so good.
0: okay so after you went with Lamar Jackson Michael Thomas came up the board followed by Chris Godwin DeAndre Hopkins and then DeAndre Hopkins new teammate Kyler Murray so do you guys think that Kyler Murray will now be the third best quarterback or do you think that that is some false news for me that's a great value at eight
1: uh personally I would uh, he would honestly probably be my 106 and the guy after him would probably be my 105 the fact that Ezekiel Elliott made it to nine is a steal Uh, those two guys would be my 105, 106 personally, but I want to hear from you guys as well.
3: I don't know. I know Tyler said easily. He's definitely my QB three. He's my QB four in dynasty before uh, the trade. Yeah. But who's to say the Texans don't add a receiver that can produce what Hopkins did. And they're right back to the same thing. Uh, I don't, I definitely would take Kyler before, but I don't think there's a huge gap. I definitely think Watson still needs to be a first round pick in dynasty Superflex, And obviously as of now, that's not the case. And he's actually kind of slowly falling down.
1: Uh, uh, the way I view it personally is that Kyler's kind of in like a middle tier for me right now because he's not quite the Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Lamar level tier in my opinion. But I would take him like pretty well, com- pretty comfortably over uh, the next year being so like Russ, Dak, Watson at this point. And then that would be my tier three. But uh, I just look at Kyler Murray. I mean, he's 21 years old coming off his rookie season. Uh, QB seven last season at 21. Uh, I mean, the potential is there. I mean, if there's one guy that's going to be able to put up 800 plus rushing yards, it's going to be Kyler Murray uh, apart from, I'm not even like mentioning Lamar Jackson. Cause everybody knows that's a given, but uh, yeah, what we saw from Kyler last year without locking down a true number one receiver is QB seven. And that was his rookie season. And there was plenty of times where they kicked field goals on fourth and two from like the two yard line. Like it's just absurd. Uh, I just see growth. I feel like he's a top five option for at least the next 10 years, 21 years old. I mean, lock him down at the 108 again. He's probably my 105, 106 if I'm ranking in a startup. So
0: I feel like personally, that's a really good value.
2: Yeah. my 103 right now. Uh, then we saw a run of running backs right after that, Nick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, after we, Kyler Murray came out the board, Ezekiel Elliott went, followed by Ooh. Joseph Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, The Beast, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, and then John Ogod Taylor at the 2-5. Where do you guys think Jonathan Taylor is going to be falling I, in a lot of these I, rookie mocks? I He'll was going to say, I really
1: like that stack right there. He's got Kyler and he's got Jonathan Taylor. Possibly two potential f- teammates after the draft. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, to me, uh, landing. Uh, he's Obviously, like you can look at his landing spot, but if he lands somewhere super nice, he's going to be a high second-round pick, possibly tail end of the first-round pick in a startup draft. So being able to pair him and Kyler, that just screams upside to me. So I really like the stack that Alex Munz has going there.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's probably uh, – out of those later-round teams, I really like that in a super flex, that kind of stack. I mean, you're going for potential – um, which which I really like. Uh, they're two really good players. Depending on landing spot for Taylor, I don't really think it matters that much. He's he's just a really elite talent. And again, I like Murray as my one and three quarterback uh, coming into Dynasty's super flex startups. Mm-hmm. Oh, just regular dynasty startups.
3: Yeah, Lucas, you got anything on that or or no? I I think to go back to your original question, I think that Jonathan Taylor would be much higher than Derrick Henry. Agreed. And honestly, even Josh Jacobs come post NFL draft time, I think that Jacobs will be kind of the end of that uh, tier run uh, of like Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, because people are going to overreact to landing spot. <clears throat> but I think a couple I think that we really didn't touch on is the Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that sort of outcome to me, I think that DeAndre Hopkins is being a little overlooked. I haven't really dug into it yet, but his value necessarily didn't go up. Um, in terms of his fantasy value, it's kind of a similar thing with OBJ last year. If you look at it based on market share numbers, um, he's gonna see he saw historically over thirty percent with the Texans uh, market share, just targets compared to team targets. And when he now he slides into the Cardinals here, who are a little, they are kind of not want to say run heavy, but they do focus on running the ball just like the Texans do. But then you also add in guys like Christian Kirk, second year Andy Isabella, a healthy Akeem Butler. They started using a little more tight end towards the end of the year. I don't think he'll see more targets necessarily, and I, well, I guess we'll find out if those targets are going to be more.
1: Uh, I was about to say that in terms of uh DeAndre Hopkins uh, getting added to that Arizona uh, offense again. I mean, I just feel like uh, with Clint, Cliff Kingsbury running that offense, he's going to get plenty better quality looks. The quantity may may not be as, you know, qual- whatever. He'll but hit not like he'll hit like a twenty
3: five twenty five percent market
1: share. Yeah, and uh, there'll be better targets than as if he was in Houston, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like his his upside may be increased, but you're still getting the same floor. You're still getting DeAndre Hopkins, who's a top five talent in the league. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I like the pick there. Uh, for me here, I'm looking at the 209, and I'm we were just talking about it. I'm gifted Deshaun Watson at the yeah, 209 a in a super flex dynasty. Like, I don't know how no quarterbacks have gone off the board in the second round, but – I'm easily taking the
2: stack here. So uh, let me just do that.
1: And now I got uh, Lamar and Deshaun Watson leading my team for the next 10 years. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. going
2: to go ahead and follow you right up and I'm going to go ahead and take Russ here. Um, so back-to-back quarterbacks in the second round when we saw none and then final two, uh, two picks before the end, uh, we got back-to-back Watson and Russ. What are your differences between the two right now? Uh,
1: age. And I feel like Watson has more overall upside due to his rushing ability. Now I think Russell Wilson personally is a, the second best quarterback Talent-wise, in the NFL, but I just look at the Seahawks as a whole. They're more of a run-heavy team, Uh, and whereas Deshaun Watson's just running around making plays. Like Deshaun Watson has the freedom to do whatever the hell he wants because is Bob going to tell him to do otherwise? Right. So, uh, yeah, no. uh, To me, here it's just the age as well. Uh, Deshaun Watson's 24, whereas Russ is 30. Uh, It makes a difference, especially in Dynasty. But you're still getting with Russ, you're still getting a QB one lockdown the next six six years at least and uh i noticed we all went quarterbacks in our own. i love it uh yeah, it super flexier locked about, down the position
2: made me feel a lot better about getting wilson there at my second pick i was thinking going wide receiver went ahead and waited and glad i glad i just went ahead and pulled quarterback there. all
0: right like so it. To recap, after Deshaun Watson went, Russell Wilson went by you 2 and then I went with Dak Prescott over Josh Allen. That was my debate right there. Lucas obviously picked Josh Allen right after me. To me, there's not really too much of a difference aside from the fact that I think if Dak stays on Dallas, if they decide to pay him next year or sometime this year, that I think he'll just be much more safe over a guy like Josh Allen, but I still love Josh Allen.
1: I was going to mention too, I mean, Dak personally for me is my dynasty quarterback five, simply because he's still only 26, and the offensive pieces surrounding him are just absurd in Dallas. Like he was a QB two this year, which it probably goes overlooked. And and I don't know, you got Amari Cooper locked down five years, 100 mil. You got a young talent in Michael Gallup. Still got Ezekiel Elliott locked down long term and a good offensive line. I mean, give me Dak. He's coming off his best season as a pro. Still has a good rushing upside. And Dallas is going to pay him. Like they have to. So uh, lock him down at 211. There, it's really good. Similar with Josh Allen, young quarterback, good rushing ability uh offense has just acquired a talented wide receiver I really like the pick good upside uh just want to hear your thoughts on your own pick as well
3: yeah I mean I think it's he was I mean I don't know where he finished last year as quarterback but his rushing ability is going to keep growing he had a Stephon Diggs which is only going to open up that rushing attack more John Brown is still there for the deep threat I think they're going to add a running back through the draft uh maybe this second wave of free agency I don't know why we these four quarterbacks should not. There should be like maybe be one of them uh, high second round picks, towards the end mostly. of the yeah. But yeah, like Deshaun Watson needs to be an end of the first round pick. I would say Rush. I don't want to say should go last, but I think just my preference. I would put him last in that group of four, just because of age, especially. Yeah, but I mean opinion. that it's completely subjective to how you're going to build your team, but I think that. Those four guys, they need to be at least. I mean, like Leonard Fournette went above them. The guy might yeah, even might hold out next year when they come to the contract agreements. He had, he had like barely just saw, he finally just saw reception receiving work. Who's to say that's going to continue with a new coach? Even a guy like Derrick Henry, he's had a franchise tag. Who's to say he's not going to hold out without a contract? Um, I think I just look at it a little more safer uh, in general than you just took the second rookie running back off the board at Andre Swift
2: kind of sitting here with miles sanders and kenny galladay I, I wanted to go running back in 12 team um you know the running back class really starts thinning out though obviously the rookies are really good but i don't really want to count on them immediately i feel like i have a team that has to win now kind of without film with without with setting it up so went ahead and went miles sanders over a wide receiver like galladay or like amari cooper or obj yeah
1: i believe uh sanders there good value i mean young running back open offense locked down to an elite quarterback he's Ca- caught a lot of Bells. I mean, he finishes RB fifteen in his rookie season. playing time with Jordan Howard last year. There's only room to grow. I mean, he's a top ten back probably next year. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think he's ultra talented. I'm just kinda concerned with Philly in terms of their usage and running backs in the past. But I mean, in the third round, you have to take the upside there. I love that. I love that uh Sanders, sorry. And I was gonna talk about Austin Eckler as well. I mean, uh I mean DJ Moore, you guys already know wide receiver six in Dynasty I have him. I mean not much to debate there. Uh, but as far as Eckler goes, I mean, lock him down four years, 25 mil. Uh, I mean, in general, like, he caught 92 passes last year. He's going to be the lead dog for that team. So I, I like that pick
0: as well. I'm liking all of our teams as well right now. I mean mm-hmm. – yeah, to, um, just to recap real quick, Tyler, before you before you talk real quick, Josh Allen went from Lucas and then DJ Moore, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and then George Kittle. I'm just saying this because some people might be listening instead of watching. And then Amari Cooper followed by George Kittle. So you can go now, Tyler.
2: It's the Kittle thing. Uh, are you guys – I mean, I like this kind of late – what is it, mid-third round pick for Kittle, almost mid-round yeah. a little bit earlier. But do you guys like that value They're sitting uh He's, the – what is it, 305?
1: Yeah, well he's a clear dynasty tight end one. I mean, he's 25 and he's producing elite thousand yards season, thousand yard seasons no matter what. Uh I mean seguing into him again, getting getting that type of value here, uh, to pair with Michael Thomas, Mike Evans. I mean, he might struggle a qu- he's definitely gonna struggle at quarterback and running back, but I mean you could lock down those positions for a while. I mean, his team's shaping up uh decently. Um it's, I was gonna I, mention uh sorry, I was gonna mention uh yeah. we, we kind of skipped over DeAndre Swift. All I, all I really have to mention, he, in my personal rankings for this NFL draft, he's my RB1. I feel like he's going to get the draft capital. He has the skill set. I mean, he reminds me of Alvin Kamara. not saying he's going to be Alvin Kamara per se. Like, say he lands in the Dolphins, maybe he won't have that type of ceiling. But, um, if he, again, if he lands anywhere where he gets the volume, he's a talented back. So I feel like he's going to end up being a top 10 overall dynasty running back for the foreseeable future. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts?
0: Yeah, there's a guy I actually really want to talk about here, the guy that went after George Kittle. It's Amari Cooper. Now, me and Lucas made a video about Dynasty wide receivers. So, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, me and Lucas already got him out. What Do you, do you guys like Amari Cooper? I know Danny's obviously a Cowboys fan, so. Yeah.
2: I mean, I do. Uh, I'm no, no bias here. I'm an AFC fan of the Dolphins. So, Dolphins. I have no NFC ties. So, as far as Amari Cooper, um, I, I like him. I, I think – it, sometimes those those off games hurt but the, the games where he's he's stellar and he's shining he's a really good quarterback I think bringing Dak back bringing him back they work really well together I think just more more time to just get them meshed uh, I really like Amari Cooper
1: I agree with that I mean uh, right after him when we saw Travis Kelsey go off the board to me that's too early uh, in a dynasty simply because of his age and the other players I like on the board Personally, he's my dynasty tight end three simply because of uh, what I see with Mark Andrews in terms of his age and his upside, uh, whereas you can get Mark Andrews in the fourth round and it's a much better value for me. So to me, Kelsey's going to present you really good current value, but in the future, I mean, I, I'd much prefer a guy like Andrews in the next round. So uh, while um, he's, yeah.
3: I mean, to what kind of see- touch on that, so we're talking about Kittle and Kelsey in the same right. So this is not a non-tight end premium. I mean, we just didn't solidify that as the rules for it. Um, yeah. Last year in PPR, Kittle had two hundred sixteen point two oh six point two points. Kelsey had 248 PPR points. I'm assuming this is full point PPR. I didn't really double-check. Yeah. Um, yeah. As of in receiver rankings, that would have ranked Kittle as the Wide receiver 22 with Calvin Ridley behind him, but obviously Ridley would have finished higher if he didn't get hurt. Same thing, same thing with
1: Kelsey t- or Kittle too. He missed a few games.
3: That's true. I mean, but Kelsey would have been the wide receiver six. So, what I guess what I'm trying to say is um, it's non-tied in premium. So, I guess you're taking Kittle there at 3-5, but you're really not getting a true advantage when you're taking – when you're leaving guys that finished above him in t- total points um, like Kenny Galladay. Uh, Stephon Diggs, guys like that. So I guess I'm kind of just a little hesitant to think that might be a little too early because there really is no tight end advantage there. When in as overall sense of it, you're losing like total points, if that kind of makes sense.
1: It gives you a positional advantage though, because in terms of Kittle towards the rest of the field at tight end, you're getting a 25 year old, 1,000 yard receiver for the next eight years at the very least. Whereas like the rest of the tight end position as a whole is kind of like wishy washy. Uh, the pick that, just going like off of Kittle, sorry, like, Either way, like th- no matter how you do it, whether you're a tight end early or a tight end late guy, uh, it depends on your team preference on how you want to build your roster because, again, everybody's going to look at it a different way. Uh, we saw DK Metcalf go off the board at 310. Now, What are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: A little early. I mean, I, I was sitting here uh, at the 303, yeah. and I was thinking, do I go Sutton, Galladay, or um, Miles Sanders? Or do I go Amari Cooper? So those are the four in my mind. The only other one that's gone off outside of my Miles Sanders pick was Amari Cooper. So I'm kind of surprised that he went DK over um, over Galladay or Sutton. But
3: here, let's let's look at it this way. Okay, would you take straight up trades DK for OBJ? Who would you take?
2: Odell OBJ. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Galladay. 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 Sutton.
3: Sutton. Sutton. AJ AJ Brown. Brown. AJ Brown. (laughs) Stephon Diggs. Yep. I take My- all of them over. D- yeah, DK is more of a five-six
1: type of guy for me. Where like I going he's, he's in, in the Terry McLaurin range.
3: I would take Gallup over DK. Yeah. I would take Woods over DK for now. Uh, I,
1: think- I would I would take DK, but they're both in the similar f- f- round five, round six type of range in yes, start. So uh, yeah,
0: DK more- just younger. I think that's why yeah. he gets get, get the edge he, there.
1: He's twenty-two, a thousand-yard upside, but I would rather get a twenty-four-year-old who's proven it. So uh, that's just my thought. I mean, DK has tremendous upside, anyways. But third round's a little
3: too early for me. He, has he followed it up set, with. Sorry, go set ahead. In stone stealing. like yeah. he's a thousand yard upside, but that's also a ceiling. There's no way that's he's true. going over that. Just the way their offense runs, and Lockett is still the true wide receiver one. So that is that's the what the wide receiver threes, nine off, no ten off the board. There's no way, um, Justin has him as the wide receiver ten in dynasty for sure, but a little yeah. early for me. Looking All right, just the, uh, to,
0: just a recap, real quick. Oh, sorry, I'll do it. Uh, after Travis Kelsey went, Julio went, followed by Joe Burrow, DK Metcalf, Carson Wentz, Tua, and then the fourth round begins with Cam Akers, Mark Andrews, Matt Ryan, Juju, Odell, Kenyan Drake, and now we are here waiting for a pick. So, what is your guys' thoughts, real quick, on Joe um, Burrow going in the third round? I love it. I mean, he's – to me, if I didn't have a two-quarterback stack, I was planning
1: on fully taking him at the spot I took DeAndre Swift. But I just thought that it would be too too much of an overkill to start three quarterbacks. But, yeah, getting him at the 309, I mean, presumptive rookie 101, run depending on how you view it. Uh, definitely a steal there for Snyder. I'm just surprised that uh, some of these teams are just neglecting the quarterback position because I'm telling you, Dynasty Superflex, if you don't have at least one one starter within the, next, within the first two rounds – you were going to be screwed. And some of these guys, one, one guy doesn't have one in four rounds. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention, uh, speaking of that though, if I'm going to take a quarterback early, I want him to be under thirties or unless it's Russ where I'm getting elite top five production for the next six years. Okay. But we see Matt Ryan come off the board there. He's 33, 34 years old. He doesn't prevent, uh, present much short-term or long-term value for you because he's a fringe top 10 guy in the present and he's retired in the future. Um, I think the 403 to me there is a little early. I would much prefer a younger option. Like if I'm getting it, for example, uh, right off the bat, like Daniel Jones would be a good option, 22 years old, coming off a good a good season, good rookie season. Uh, and some other guys I'm not even thinking of right now. But the three quarterbacks that went off in the third round, according to plan, Burrow, Wentz, Tua. But Ryan just doesn't really fit in that group, in my opinion. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. Wanted, to, I wanted to real quick just peek this team. I mean, we got Mixon, Henry, DK, and Ryan so far in that order. That seems really risky uh, starting up with a dynasty team. I mean, wh- what are you guys' thoughts on that?
1: I mean, uh, especially to uh, – I mentioned Ryan. Uh, he passed on Baker Mayfield to take Matt Ryan, which doesn't make sense to me at all because they have similar upsides and Baker is like 12 years younger. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, that team is completely risky. I'm not sure if he wants to compete now or if he wants to compete for the future. DK would suggest he would want to compete for the future, whereas he starts uh, – Starts his first quarterback with a thirty-four-year-old, thirty-four-year-old Matt Ryan. Like that team's kind of all over the mess here, all over the place here for me.
0: Yeah, um, I want to bring up another team here real quick. The the final team, the twelfth team, they've got Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Tua, and Cam Baker. So if you guys start the first four rounds with one quarterback and it's Tua, isn't that a bit alarming? Considering he's not going to play this season,
3: extremely alarming.
0: Uh, extremely alar- alarming. Now, I love the upside that Tua bring, yeah,
1: brings, but I would much rather have seen another quarterback t- so he can kind of be buoyed, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, if he were to have gotten uh, a Baker Mayfield and then took two on the turn, at least you got this quarterback one and can have two recover for the year. That's my thought. I mean, as much of a Cam Akers fan as I am, I really think like, Cam Akers was a, a good pick there. It needs to be seen where, where his draft capital is going to oh. end up. But uh, oh, Danny, where- you should pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, over,
3: over, Kenyon Drake and Aaron Jones. Because who's to say is even going to get a starting role now that the Falcons filled their role, the Texans filled their spot, the Dolphins filled their spot? You not, not long term, but I don't think anyone. If you were offered Cam Akers for Kenyon Drake to starting running back for the Cardinals, I don't think you would hit except for that one. You
1: wouldn't. Yes. I mean, as as big of a Cam Akers fan as I am, uh, we have yet we have yet to see where his draft capital is truly going to end up because if he's outside of day two then that, that pick just makes no sense because he's not uh-huh. going – like, you can't argue analytics. He's not going to get the opportunity as he, if he's a fourth-rounder later back. Now, if he's round two, round three, depending on landing spot, I mean, he could be worth the pick. But you got a guy, Kenyon Drake, who just signed the transition tag with one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, you're buoyed by a number one top-flight receiver and a great young quarterback. I mean, I think that's the pick there if you're going running back. But again, given his quarterback situation, I would have much preferred him double-dipping at the quarterback position. And grabbing a guy like Baker Mayfield to pair with his Tua—that's yeah, yeah. just my thoughts.
2: So Danny's playing sniper here today. I just took Sutton uh, with the four. What was it no the th-
1: four or nine? Four. Uh, it's really between two guys for me, but uh, I'm sure you'll probably go
0: with the other one here.
2: You bastard. <laughs> so okay
3: started. so so, sorry, um, to, that was so a, to
0: recap real quick after odell went it was Kenyon drake kenny galladay aaron jones the danny's on the clock goes with Cortland sutton tyler goes with aj brown and now it is my pick so you guys can talk now and i'll make my yeah, i take
2: Sutton over over brown most days um except uh the days where i'm sad and don't like myself so sutton's my just a bit higher than brown right now uh, i think he's a little bit safer um i i I wish I could have had him there, but I'm content with AJ Brown here. I mean,
1: they're so close to me that like I I just mix them up in my drafts at this point. I mean, they're they're neck and neck in terms of my ranking. I still got to finalize my dynasty wide receivers, but they're they're both kind of in that tier two next to guys like Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, Juju, uh, Kenny Galladay. They're kind of in that same tier for me. Uh, so getting either either or there was really pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. My dynasty wide receiver one at the four hundred nine. I mean, good fit there.
2: Uh, Great pick with Ridley there
3: by Lucas. The only thing I have with A.J. Brown is I don't think the other guys that are going to fall here like Ridley, Allen Robinson, even like Terry McLaurin, those types of guys I think are, with A.J. Brown I don't really know, I guess, what you're expecting for a career outlook Um, to me. Tannehill is there, but he's not going to produce on the level he did last year. There's just no chance that sustains um, just in terms of Efficiency, um, yards per throw, all that all that stuff. Um and we saw last year in the big time games, AJ Brown could not get open against man coverage, and they are not looking like they're gonna add another receiver. So who's to say he's not gonna draw man coverage every game? And I don't think you want your wide receiver one on your dynasty team to not be able to be consistent. It's kind of the only um the only pause I have with AJ Brown at his current ADP.
1: I personally I I don't know. I mean when I watch A.J. Brown, I just see a freak of nature who, with the ball in his hands, can absolutely take anything to the house. I mean, he's just – he averaged, like, almost 20 yards per catch last year, which is just insane to think about. Uh, he's just a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands. Him and Tannehill really showed a rapport down the stretch. Regardless whether uh, Tannehill's going to keep those efficiencies up, A.J. Brown's clearly his number one wide receiver. Uh, in an inconsistent first half of the season with Mariota under center, second half of the season belonged to him so um i mean Cortland Sutton's a much safer safer pick i will say i mean playing for the denver broncos got his quarterback drew lock for the next 10 years uh and it's coming off a, a great season i mean he was fantastic last year really consistent player uh steal fantasy drafts but uh those two guys are really comparable for me so just depends which you want to go there this time i just felt like taking yeah. Sutton personally
2: yeah, so minor panic there on the clock. <laughs> you guys don't see it because the shades hide it well. Um, I was sitting here with Thielen, Keenan Allen, uh, Cooper Cup, DJ Shark, And I was thinking whose quarterback situation is probably the, the best, at least Fair for corn. And, and I, I wanted to go Thielen there. Uh, Keenan Allen scares me. I, if they Even if they get to it, he won't be uh, effective, at least until next year. Um, Cooper Cup, Jared Gurf scares mm-hmm. me. As well, their running game is going to be depleted to nothing this year. And DJ Shark, their Jacksonville's a mess. So I went ahead and just went safe with Dalen here.
0: Yeah, real quick to recap, after Col- Colton Sutton A.J. Brown went, I went with Stephon Diggs, Lucas went with uh, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, and then I went with Baker, and then Tyler went with Adam Thielen, like I said. And I was stuck in the same predicament, trying to pick a wide receiver. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go with Diggs, Ridley, Robinson, Keenan Allen. I was looking at all of them, so I just said, fuck it. Let's go with the new guy in Buffalo. And I went with Diggs. I figured maybe Lucas would pick Diggs because he picked Josh Allen and he was going for some type of a stack move because that's just an alpha move, something I like to implore in my drafts. But and what do you guys think about Baker?
1: I love it. I love value. it. I mean, I would have taken him
3: at 401. Mm. Ah. I, I, it's a good value. I don't think I'll have him on many teams. I like that Dobbins pick. I was thinking about that at the 5-1. Uh, but you, I think you have to take him there. Uh, let's look at the other quarterbacks that are available. I mean, it's Rogers, a clear drop-off. You got the golf. You got Rodgers. Rodgers is inconsistent, and people still seem to draft him for some reason. I think Goff and Baker, and I mean, I'm going to say Winston because I'm a Winston truther, are on the same level. I think I
1: wouldn't take Winston even close to them simply because we don't know that the situation is going to end up in yet. Yeah. Uh,
0: I would have taken Winston a thousand times right there, given he was the Tampa Bay quarterback or like the Chargers quarterback right now. But with him not knowing what team he's on, you just have to take Baker there, I feel like.
2: Real quick first quarterback for Kyle is is Aaron Rodgers. Goodness. I don't like it. I would have much preferred
0: a guy like Goff there. That dude's go gonna double check or whatever the fuck discount double check a rope and go hang himself after he looks at his draft after that because Michael that's embarrassing. Thomas,
2: Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, George Kittle, who I do like, um, Aaron Jones, A. Rodgers, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers being your running back one and quarterback one. It it hurts. I think your wide receiver crew is is looking good, but you know the quarterback situation is gonna be a mess, and you will realize that quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tyler, quick question here for you. Why did you think about just going one quarterback through five rounds? Do you not feel like that drastically yeah. makes your team worse?
2: No, because I think by the time the turnaround comes around, I'm still going to get a guy with a similar value. Uh, I, I, it, it pains me to want to go with any of the guys that were remaining. So I went ahead and locked down my second wide receiver. So I kind of have my my complete starting lineup right now. Um, I'm looking at grabbing quarterback on the come around because I still think the same value kind of guys are still going to be sitting there. I mean, right now we're looking at Jared Goff, uh, Winston. When I was on the clock, Rogers, Stafford, Darnold, I wasn't wanting any of those guys at that value when I can get Adam Thielen, and I could probably get a guy at the same value on the turnaround.
1: See, my counter to that, though, is if you don't get one of those guys, the way I look at it is straight up, post-draft, who will hold more value? Will it be Adam Thielen or will it be Jared Goff? To me, it'd be clearly Jared Goff. In terms of if you need a quarterback, it's going to be much harder to acquire Jared Goff rather than if you need a receiver trying to uh, grab Adam Thielen. That's just mm-hmm. my point of view. I mean, Adam Thielen's still going to be a thousand yard receiver. He's still locked down to a good quarterback for a few more years. But uh, personally, there I I did think you had to grab Jared Goff. But that's just my point of view. I mean, we all build teams differently. So,
2: looking at um, my boy Real Deal Fantasy, uh, love LQ over there. Um, I like his team so far. Godwin, uh, the the running the running back is just a mess. Yeah. But Godwin, he waited too
1: long a quarterback, in my opinion. What was that he waited a little bit too long a quarterback, in my opinion? Because uh, as much as I like Jared Goff, I wouldn't want him to be my quarterback one for the long term. I, I would much rather him as a high end two. Uh, that's just my thoughts. But uh, I mean, again, everybody builds teams differently. Heck, there's quarterbacks that come out every year, so I mean, we'll see. But that's just my thought.
2: Wide receivers would come together really well for him. Fournette though stuck as his only running yeah. back currently. That's, I don't like that. I
3: don't either. He's gonna get traded. It's gonna happen. Yeah.
1: Like I just look at it like in terms of what I'm. Would I rather have Fournette or Eckler, Sanders, Swift? I would much rather the the three ladder picks simply because of age, simply because of like I'm sure about their contracts. Whereas Fournette's up for next year. Does he sign back? Uh, in general, I just don't think Fournette is a a very good running back. Period. So I don't think he's going to get that second contract like a guy like Zeke or uh, one of those any of those other backs would. Yeah, I mean, uh, last
0: year he only had three touchdowns, though. You don't think that that really boosts him up if he scores like six? But he also caught seventy six passes,
1: which I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. Because he's just—he's not a good pass-catching back. They just force-fed him a hundred targets because they had absolutely nothing going on outside of Chark because their receivers got hurt. Uh, I think with uh with a, a ugh, with an emphasis on those guys coming back uh, and with Chark's added progression, uh, I think his targets are going to go down. And in general, I just don't think they've made enough pieces. At, they've added enough pieces to their offensive line to really increase that touchdown total. So I mean, he could be good. Short term, and like if I'm drafting a season-long draft, it's a much different outlook. But if I'm taking him in the second round in a in a dynasty draft, i just not comfortable doing that whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% understand that. So after I went with Baker, then Tyler went with Adam Thielen, and then Danny went with J.K. Dobbins, followed by a three-quarterback run of Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Danny Dimes, and then D.J. Chark, and then C.D. Lamb, first wide receiver off. The board that is a rookie. I know Love Danny's it. feelings about C.D. Lamb. Does anyone think anyone is better than C.D. Lamb in fantasy?
2: No, uh, rookie-wise. Well, yeah, so that's, that's what, what I mean. Rookie-wise, <laughs> uh, I do not. Uh, Judy is probably the closest, and I honestly believe that Lamb's in his own tier. I think Lamb, um, Lamb, Swift, and Taylor are kind of the, the three set at the top.
1: Um, along with the quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Along with in the Superflex League, obviously the quarterbacks as well. So, um, yeah, no, I love the land pick. Uh, looking at that team, that was a needed move. Uh, kind of just uh, how they're they're laying out their team. They, they've they stayed young, uh, even with some of the veteran players. I kind of like their team forming up right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. What do you guys think about Daniel Jones and Dynasty? Do you think that he will be the long-term option for the Giants, or do you think that he will just pitter-powder off because he can't hold onto the ball?
1: Well, I do. I mean, uh, he's shown plenty more upside than a, a bunch of other options that have stayed put. Uh, you look at it over the years. Uh, Winston has had his uh, turnover problems and he lasted a good while as a good quarterback one in fantasy before, obviously they decided to go 43 year old quarterback uh, Tom Brady. And in general, like Daniel Jones is the type of guy where it's just slight mechanical issues. He has to fix. I think he's a good talented quarterback um, and getting him at the five, seven there. You got, you got a youngish team surrounding him as, apart from Travis Kelsey uh, I think it's a good pick. I mean, again, I would I would much prefer Daniel Jones in the Dynasty over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and even Matt Ryan, who both went before him. So, uh, I mean, getting him in the middle of the fifth round, I like the value. Uh,
2: yeah, just sure. want to break down another team real quick that I really like. Uh, Bo Fetty, Watt, team. JT, uh, It's one of my boys. Um, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Carson Wentz, Mark Andrews. Debo Samuel, Jerry, Judy, that's a very, very young team. It's a very talented team. I really like how that's forming, even with him sitting at the 11th pick in this draft.
1: I like it too, because the whole goal, see, my whole goal in uh, Dynasty Startup, basically, is to draft a team that are similar in ages so that they can all hit their peak at the same time. So if I'm building a contender for this year and I'm drafting 30 to 34-year-olds, let's just say, hypothetically, or I'm drafting guys who are already in their peak, I want the whole team to kind of be in that sense because I want them to hit their peak at the same time. So I can win at this uh, win in a certain time period and lose after that time period is finished. Or if I'm rebuilding, I don't want to draft 4 21 year, 21 to 25 year olds head, right? and then just randomly mix in a 33 year old. Like it doesn't make sense to me. If I'm going to draft these 21 to 25 year olds, I want them to all hit their peak by the time they're 28. And my whole team is going to be at their, most advantageous position if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
0: Yeah, now right now we're through the 6.3 right now and only 15 quarterbacks have came off the board in a super flex dynasty. Do you think that that's typical or this is very weird? Very weird. There
1: should be plenty more of quarterbacks that have gone off in my opinion.
2: It's honestly helped me. Um my strategy's kind of been changing throughout this kind of formation of the draft. I'm still sitting here with only one quarterback. That's mainly because how I'm how I'm seeing my opponents kind of play out their their drafting uh, strategies, so I've been able to hold off on a quarterback that I am. I may be thinking about coming to grab on my next turnaround of pitch.
3: Anthony Gordon, nice. Anthony yeah. Gordon, baby. Uh, if
2: Gordon. you if
1: right. you'll speak Anthony Gordon and Jacob Eason into my
0: ear one more time, I
1: Jacob swear Eason, I'm
3: just. QB one.
0: I think where, where we left off recapping was Danny Dimes at the 5'7". So after yep. Daniel Jones was DJ Chark, CD Lamb, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Scary Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Judy, Hunter Henry. Uh, what do you guys think about Christian Kirk now now that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is there? do you think this is help a hurt or like a go cry don 't draft him like it I was going to say it doesn 't really change much for
1: me because I never viewed him as a true one uh, I think he 's a good complimentary number two receiver like he can i like i again i think six one might be a tad high for him. I view him as more of like a mid seventh round player give or take i mean he passed on guy like Michael Gallup who I think is a much better option at that pick um but yeah, no, I, I like Christian Kirk. I mean, the acquisition of uh, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't really hurt him, in my opinion, simply because I never viewed him as that true alpha. But I want to hear what you guys got to say about it as well.
2: I like it. Um, I, I like his value. I think he's gonna be a he's gonna be a better fantasy option because Hopkins is there. Um, yeah. I kind of I kind of I like I, I love that trade when it happened for Hopkins. And I'm just thinking back, at it like it a lot for for Kirk and his growing potential because you're going to learn behind a great wide receiver too.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Once Larry Fitzgerald decides to enter the retirement home, maybe five years from now at this point, Christian Kirk stonks could go through the roof, so that's very good for him. So after Kirk, I said Judy, Hunter Henry, Marlon Mack, and Melvin Gordon. So I have not made a video on this. I have not talked about this yet on my channel. What do you guys think about Melvin Gordon in Denver? We'll start with Lucas because he's a Denver fan.
3: Uh, I mean, I think at this point, I don't know why you would take a guy like Melvin Gordon when there's tons of other just kind of, um, kind of I guess on Daniel's point, how you have to like pick if what you're, what you're what you're doing, if you're rebuilding or if you're contending. There's plenty other just kind of like bridge running backs. I think that would be just as good. Um, you could honestly even dig down into, if you really needed a running back, the rookies like CEH, Honestly, A.J. Dillon now has seen a bunch of love that I think some team's going to kind of buy into that. I just don't – I think this is too early. Um, if we would have seen a better landing spot like the Bucks or the Bills, I think you could have maybe messed, with around, messed around with it here. But I think as of now, they have three running backs. I don't know why – what anyone is leaning on for him to be the full-time starter because I don't know what is indicating that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is there's not really – he hasn't shown anything that Philip Lindsay hasn't shown the last two years. So I, I guess I'm sort of confused by the whole move in general. And then I think as it comes out to fantasy value, I have no really no clue where to sort of place it. So
0: I mean, you're just not thinking <laughs> in the sixth round, there's any value there for a guy that in fantasy drafts, like the last couple of years you were seeing go like top two rounds.
3: And that was without another running back taking snaps. Cause no one thought Austin Eckler last year was going to be the guy he was the year before that Austin Eckler was, Discount James White, and then last year, obviously, what happened, happened. But, like, no one – that was when Melvin Gordon was getting 10 targets a game along with 20-plus touches. Obviously, that's not going to happen now with the landing spot that he acquired. Um, But, I mean, I guess it's more so, like, I would rather have Marlon Mack, who the Colts didn't add anyone yet. Young running back, I'd rather have Singletary over him. I'd honestly rather have Todd Gurley over him for the one year he's going to produce in the Falcons, and maybe that'll lead to something more. Um, so I guess I'm just kind of off it at, at the ADP for Melvin Gordon.
2: Can I ask something real quick? Uh, I know we are, we just co- covered him, but uh, I had a an argument with a, with a guy earlier today. He's actually in this uh, draft, Kyle Wampler, who told me that Larry Fitzgerald's the wide receiver too in Arizona. Do you, is that what you guys see? Or do you guys see Kirk as, as the wide receiver too?
1: They're kind of like split in the role. I mean uh, Fitzgerald's is always going to be the slot guy there, at least until he retires. I mean, that's just going to be his role. Uh, now, I feel like Kirk is still going to get plenty of uh, volume simply because I I think with the pace that Kingsbury runs his offense at, there's plenty of pie to go around. Um, I mean, again, like Fishel is going to be, be a a 50 catch guy this year. Uh, I don't know. Just, again, I still like the upside of Kirk long term, and Fishel's not going to be there for too long anyway. So,
3: what do you what do you mean by the Like, what does he mean by the wide receiver too? Like, in terms of like snaps or like stats or like, what you, I guess what are you trying to Targets
2: yeah, is probably what he was talking about. Um, I, I was I was more leaning Kirk. I think Kirk they'll they'll kind of run with his potential. I, I don't think they'll phase out uh, Fitzgerald. They have the respect for him, but yeah. I I don't know. I think um I think Kirk's kind of the second second guy there to to Hopkins now. I agree. Yeah. I just think the uh,
3: role the role they kind of play. I think with Fitz. I think Fitz will still see that hundred targets. Uh, just because he will play the slot like you said. I think Kirk is now with Hopkins there I just kind of have a little concern about what role he's actually going to have because he's not obviously going to take um targets away from DeAndre Hopkins I don't think whatsoever so it's just kind of interesting to see what they're going to do there if they are going to move Kirk to a full-time slot role um or kind of how they're going to approach that
1: I agree uh talking about the Sammy Darnold pick there uh 607 solidifies the second quarterback good young options uh, I like the fit. I mean, I think Darnold's a talented quarterback who, with when given the right weapons uh, on the Jets, can really explode. Uh, I mean, they add it to their offensive line. They're probably going to draft a receiver within this draft, whether it's first round, which I think they're going to go offensive line, but say second, third round, they add a guy like Brian Edwards. Uh, I like the fit. I, I think they're going to re-sign Robbie Anderson, first of all, considering he hasn't received the market that he was
0: supposed to. Um What are your guys'
1: thoughts on Sam Darnold there? I think it's a good value.
0: I I love the value. Sorry, because he's just so safe. I'll I'll just talk quick about it. I don't like Adam Gaze at all. I think that that guy's a fucking dumbass, and I mean, everyone knows that. But I think he could be safe for the future. I don't think he ever has potential to grace the top 12. I just don't think Sammy Mano is that good, but I think he's obviously a safe quarterback, too. I mean, I'd more prefer for him to be my quarterback three, but obviously, you're never going to be able to get that, so. Agreed, especially in the Superflex dynasty.
1: Now, I'm at the pick right here, and I'm looking at Keenan Allen, who's been a a wide receiver one for the past four years. There's just no way I'm passing him up here. I mean, quarterback change or not, he's still a talented wide receiver. And the roster I'm looking at that I got now is definitely a contender in my eyes. I mean, I'm young at running back, which might be a concern. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Keenan Allen? I think at 609, that's an incredible value. Yeah,
2: he's pretty good there. I mean, obviously, I was considering him, you know, what is it? Whoa, almost 20 picks ago right around yeah. there quick math 503 yeah so I, I was i was considering there i like to pick a lot
3: yeah i think he has to be right after like that Allen robinson just like tyler was saying um i don't know why dj chark who showed like two games of what he could do honestly even kirk two rookie receivers with no landing spot um Tyler Moss with a fantastic pick there. Yeah, I was going to say Drew Locke was a great pick there as well. Well,
2: I had to go young. I mean, I did. Okay, so guys, if you're just listening and you aren't watching, <laughs> you my I guy
3: too. Um,
2: I drafted Drew Locke here at the six ten. Um, I drafted Russell Wilson at the two ten. So I, I wanted a more younger guy. I think it's a great fit for my team.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, so going off uh, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup. I mean, two other guys that I was considering uh, at both this pick and my upcoming seven hundred four. So. Uh, Snipe, snipe, but uh, yeah, no, the great Valley is there. I mean, two young emerging receivers coming off thousand rece- uh, thousand-yard seasons. I mean, the sky's guy's the limit there, uh, definitely ones I was also considering. So what are your guys'
3: thoughts? I mean, I mean, this is my team in general. I guess you could kind of look at I, my four, I went QBQB QB, four receivers that all finished in the top 25 last year, who are all young, yeah. who, sooner rather than later, are going to be the number one wide receiver, I think on their team. Not number one wide receiver, but they're going to see number one wide receiver numbers or possibilities. Um, Calvin Ridley's only going to skyrocket without Austin Hooper. The splits okay. just show it in general. Michael Gallup is much better with Amari Cooper. We all know Amari Cooper's going to get hurt for half the season. It's just how it works. Lieutenant, <laughs> not. And then you add Allen Robinson, who's just a consistent target hog. Um, I know our mock draft we did, we had them getting KJ Hamler in round two for the Bears but that's not going to take away targets. I would compliment
1: Allen. him, if anything. I, I don't think I uh, if they get KJ Hamler, I feel like he's more so of a guy who's going to get his five targets a game and just stretch the field. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, no matter what, is going to be a target hog. As bad as – sorry, I'm just going to cue up my guy in case I miss my pick. Uh, As bad as Trubisky was last year, and as bad as we think Nick Foles might be, he's an upgrade over Trubisky. So, I mean – he had his guy in Philly and Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon, uh, Alan Robinson can play the Alshon Jeffrey role for Nick Foles. Big target guy, uh, coming off a thousand yarder rece- uh, season, top 10 receiver last year. I mean, I think it was a great fit. So, I want to
2: uh, quick talk a uh, conundrum with my pick again. Uh, so these wide receivers, most of them are really, really close in my eyes. Um, Tyler Lockett and Devontae Parker are both 27. Uh, so that's kind of surprising. <laughs> Devontae Parker is a lot older than people, people kind of lay him out to be. So when I was sitting there with that pick, those were my two guys I was kind of floating back and forth on. And I just wanted to make sure I grabbed uh, a guy who I think will will just be a little bit more productive than Devontae Parker, in my opinion. Yeah, for Wood. sure. For for sure. I'm just going to make sure I get my
0: picks. So to go back to recap real quick, so after uh, Daddy went Keenan Allen, Tyler went with Drew Locke, I went with Tyler Boyd, and then Lucas went with Michael Gallup, and then Todd Gurley to begin the seventh round. Then I went with David Montgomery. Tyler went with Tyler Lockett, and then Danny went with Robert Woods. So, I just want to talk real quick about the player I picked, Tyler Boyd. Now, why is he getting picked in the sixth round when he has been a god for two years in a row? Someone explain this to me. Uh, I mean, I think it's good value. I mean, personally, I'm just looking at the board
1: right now. i take him straight up over Christian Kirk. Uh, even, like, Debo Samuel. Uh, I think everyone yeah. – I don't know. I mean, the thing about him is he doesn't have the ceiling that you would want, particularly because just simply like he's going to have an unproven rookie quarterback. Uh, They brought back A.J. Green, uh, but he's going to be a safe top 20, 25 receiver for the next few years. At least he's going to be that guy who's going to get you between a thousand to eleven fifty yards, five, six touchdowns, a good amount of catches like he's a good, safe floor play. I like the value there. I was just, I was thinking again. I told you I was thinking about him at the six hundred nine. I just could not pass up Keenan value there or Keenan's value there. Uh, Yeah, no, I like, I like
0: Boyd a ton. Yeah, I, I love Boyd. He's like one of my favorite wide receivers to pick in Dynasty. The value in the sixth round is amazing for him. Now, do you guys like David Montgomery? I know most people probably hate him. He's so young. I just believe that he will eventually get the chance.
2: I think if you're going to take a running back, you took a good one there. Uh, sitting here in the seventh round, to get David Montgomery. You already have two guys, so you're not dependent on him. Uh, I like the pick.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's good value there. Young running back, tied to volume. Uh, you know he's going to get the workload this year, hopefully. I mean, regardless, you're getting a, a starting running back who's young in the seventh round, so it's always going to be good value.
0: Yeah, so would you pick him over a guy like Le'Veon Bell, Carson, Lindsey yeah. Hunt, Connor, Absolutely. all the guys that were on the board? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I look at it.
1: You're getting the safe volume, coupled with. I mean, if Carson, if we knew he was fully healthy, he would be going much higher than this situation. It's just that hip is so concerning, and the fact that the Seahawks have been linked to every running back in the draft has also been concerning. So, uh, you know, I definitely like the value of Montgomery there. I much prefer him over the other options that were given. Okay. Um, you're yeah.
2: just Gurley uh, as you're running back. Are you, you feeling good about that, or, or what's your thoughts on, on Gurley
3: right now? I mean, I think I built it. I got my two quarterbacks for the next – I don't even know how many years. I kind of don't even know how old they are, to be honest. 15 years, I would say. They're not going anywhere for those teams. I got four receivers that are going to be consistent in my lineup every single week, excluding bye weeks, who are going to get targets. They're going to get production. And then I just took a guy that's probably going to line up to be an RB1 if he stays healthy at the seventh round. I think it's just a solid way to build upon it. I build upon it because I think really – I mean, I don't want to okay. say – it's like – it's a, it's an interesting strategy, but I think that you can find running back um, consistent streamers in dynasty leagues or in ways you can cycle in running backs pretty easily based on opportunity. But I think it's kind of hard if you don't have any receivers to just throw in guys that are going to see 10 targets a week. Um, i don't know I was I mean, going
1: to mention too, uh this is a, a a two wide receiver uh two flex type of league, so i mean all those guys are going to be in your starting lineup every week so i mean hmm. at that point i mean for your receiver picks, there were no real running back values on the board that you could have taken over those receivers particularly yeah i mean so, i'll gladly
3: I mean, take i'll gladly take my wide the wide receiver twenty two overall as my f- second flex i guess is yeah. what i'm trying to say i think it's just it's just a safe strategy um and, I mean, I'd rather have four consistent wide receivers than J.K. Dobbins, who knows if he's going to be the starter. K. Makers, who knows if he's going to be the starter. Melvin Gordon's sharing with two other guys right now. Marlon Mack doesn't even catch the ball. Like, I think there's it's definitely more that played into it just than that. Um, and I'll just take Anthony McFarland in, like, the 10th round, who's going to steal the job of uh, some team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you guys so thinking we, about – oh, no, you can go, Tyler. Probably
2: bad. Oh, I was just going to uh, jump on – just uh, analyzing one more team here. So Snyder, eighty-six. I uh, like uh, Elliott at the at the value he got him was incredible. Crazy value
1: one hundred nine. I mean, he's my one hundred five in a super flex.
2: Devonte Parker, great value. Joe Burrow was a good pull. Um, he also got Ceedee Lamb. He got Juju Smith Schuster in the fourth round. Marlon Mack. His team's coming together really well. You guys like that team?
1: It's a good team. I mean, uh, I would have rather him have gone uh, a guy like Darnold or Locke at his Mac pick personally. Or I've got, just gotten a, another quarterback earlier because I feel like at this point you're kind of at the washy range where like a guy like Garoppolo is going off the board. Uh, I don't know. I, it's a good team. I mean, again, he could always find a, a quarterback to complement Burrow. Uh, but,
0: yeah, I, if I was in that position, I personally would have locked down a, a, another quarterback before this pick. Yeah. Now, guys like Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo go back-to-back at the seven, 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 eight. Which guy would you prefer there? To me, it's Ryan Tannehill by a million. Easily easily Ryan
1: Tannehill. I mean, uh, personally for me, I look at Ryan Tannehill as actually actually having top 10 upside while Jimmy Garoppolo, I just don't think is a good quarterback in general. Like personally, I mean, I want to hear what you guys have to say about that, but I just see Tannehill as being a better quarterback.
0: Mm -hmm, 100%. Now to recap another team here, we'll just pick a team that we have not reviewed thus far. Does anyone remember which teams we haven't reviewed? I think the,
2: westerns right now i'm pretty sure we haven't touched and drake if you want to
0: touch any of those yeah just go with we'll go with drake here first so he went with deandre hopkins at the one seven his second round pick was tyreek hill third round he went with travis kelsey then Kenyon drake danny dimes uh devin singletary and then ryan Tannehill. so my thoughts real quick overall i do like this team but i i just don't want to draft a tight end this early in these type of leagues where not tight end premium, because if we've seen one, two, three, four, only five tight ends have came at the board by the seventh round. I mean, I love Travis Kelsey, but how many more years can he play? Is he really worth it there? I don't know. But besides from that, I really like the team. I just don't trust Singletary, if I'm being honest with you, because I feel like they're always going to bring in like a complimentary back for him. I mean, I agree. I mean, as much as I love Singletary's talent, he's just
1: not going to be the workhorse long term. So, I mean, drafting him at the 606 definitely has its risk in it. Now, he has the upside to fully be a, a third-round startup pick if he gets uh, the volume that we need him to. If he's a 15-touch guy, I feel like he's definitely going to return that value. It's just I feel like the risk is baked into that 606 ADP. So, I mean, it's a boomer bus pick. Uh, it could definitely pay off. Because um, if we knew he was getting the volume, he'd be in that Miles Sanders type of range simply off of talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what you sure. guys on that. Anyone I else? mean,
3: he... But say he's not – I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick because obviously he's young. He'll have opportunities. Even if some – I don't know. Like Melvin Gordon was being linked to there. They offered him a contract. He ultimately went to Denver. Say they get like an A.J. Dillon in the draft or say they get a Zach Moss in the draft. He's still going to see enough pass catching work to where I think he – even at age 26, 27, he'll be a good pick in the sixth round. Because, I mean, we'd rather have a guy that catches passes in a PPR league or Marlon Mack who doesn't catch passes. I, I
1: fully agree. I mean, Marlon Mack is getting 250 touches, but because he catches no passes, he's not going to finish in the top 20.
3: Exactly. And I think, I don't know, I, think, I don't think it's an awful pick by any means. Um, I don't really own any shares of him just because I never really was bought in come rookie draft time, and I just never went and traded for him. Um, this kind of why I don't, I guess, have him on in my leagues. It's not to say, like, I wouldn't care to own him or anything, but I think it's, a very unique situation. Um, kind of like a, he could turn into sort of like what an Alvin Kamara does for a team, or like a James White, obviously not as efficient, but I think he could definitely do fine there. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that.
1: Uh, the thing with Marlon Mack pick as well is he's only signed for one more year and the Colts are most likely not going to bring him back. Um, so I, in the sixth round, I don't think he's worth that startup value simply because of that. Um. Yeah, know he he's not going to get signed long term. We don't know where he's going to go. He doesn't catch passes. I mean, I just don't see the upside there in the sixth round. Uh, mm-hmm. I would much prefer Devin Singletary straight up to Marlon Mack in terms of ADP value there, uh, and he had that choice and took Mack. But I don't know what are your guys'
0: thoughts on Mack long term. I kind of like. The- value there in the sixth round, but he's never, obviously, I don't know if you, if you said this, I kind of zoned out for a second, but I don't know if he's, he will never catch a pass in the game. Like, they're just going to bring in other guys for that, and that obviously hurts in PPR, but I think that he's very young. He's only 23, 24 years old, so even if he moves on from the Colts and he could potentially get a job somewhere else, I mean, he's 90 times better than all the Tampa Bay backs combined, stuff like that, so I think that Marlon Mack is pretty good, but if he is going to not get signed, obviously, you don't want anything to do with him.
2: Yeah, you have point. Love him. Uh, just want to real quick talk about this. So again, I took Drew Locke at six ten. Uh, the other quarterbacks going off. I mean, if I had waited and maybe took him on my next rotation. I mean, Ryan Tannehill went off. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Newton, uh, Haskins, and uh, Minshew. I would be terrified right now if I was sitting yeah. without a second quarterback, which is what Snyder's sitting uh, on the clock without right now. So you can start for his team right now. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. Like, I'm I'm just going to check the board right now. I mean, I'm looking at the quarterbacks available. Stafford's got back problems. I mean,
0: Stafford just won. He picked Stafford.
1: Oh, okay, well.
2: Nah, there you go, well, there
0: you go. <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna be honest with you i probably would have picked breeze there over stafford because at least with breeze you know you got two years and i mean S- yeah. stafford's back is broken as fuck well i know who i want but i'm not gonna say his name because i'm gonna pick him but with that said after danny went with robert woods in the seventh round then james connor went followed by chris carson Tannehill, garoppolo evan ingram mr blue tent you like that? Kirk Cousins, Karate Kick, Kareem Hunt, Cam Newton, Dwayne Hashkins, Gardner Minshew, Raheem Mostert, Matthew Stafford, and then Le'Veon Bell. So, Le'Veon Bell, what a fall from grace for that, man. <laughs> Went from, like, a first-round pick straight to the eighth round because Adam Gaze is an idiot. What are your guys' thoughts on Bell? No
1: upside with that pick. I mean, B- B- pick.
3: No
0: upset.
3: Hey, you guys think it's a steal? He's running back 16 in PPR, and he's locked up there for long term, and he's not going anywhere. He's I mean don't need to see safe. the
1: upside with him, though. I don't he's, see the upside with him. Well, you don't need
3: him. Mean, he's a running back, sixteen, and he just took him as probably like what the thirtieth running back in the draft. I mean, what, so
1: that, uh, if you ask me straight up, who I'd rather prefer, him or Moser? I mean, obviously he didn't have that position, but I would take Moser over him.
0: Dude, you're fucking crazy. What? I,
1: I, I would. I guess
3: what, I, what we're trying
1: to say, like, there's no upside with him.
3: What do you? He's running back sixteen.
0: Okay, what, but that he's never going
1: to be a top fifteen back again. Like that situation is not met. No, he could easily be one. The situation's would he, a mess. He had 300 run, touches last year and did nothing.
3: Yeah, he was like, – I don't know. 300 touches, he was the RB16. Robbie Anderson leaves. They're going to run the ball more, and they're only building up that O-line. They've signed five offensive linemen, and they're probably going to draft one. Yeah. yeah. Adam Gase leaves. Say they add any coach, it's, it's only going to get better for him.
0: Yeah, they were also without Darnold for multiple games, which obviously hurts their team. Even though I don't love Darnold necessarily as a talent, obviously he's better than whatever trash can they had in there. And I think that Le'Veon Bell was very safe every game. I know he never put up those numbers that you wanted from him, but he was a guy catching a bunch of balls every single game. I know against Cleveland, he probably caught at least 30 passes. They were just dumping it to him every single time. So I think that Le'Veon Bell was a good pick there, but I don't know. I don't see Uh, how you can as your R B three, I mean, I guess, but
1: again, I I wouldn't if he was my RB two for example, I would not feel comfortable.
3: I mean, okay, so say say you got offered Raheem Mostert for Le'Veon Bell, you'd take that? I would take Mostert. I wouldn't. <laughs> would take I, would, I would honestly not take Mostert. I'm tied I'm tied to
1: a good line, I'm guide, and I'm tied to a good offense for the rest of the Yeah, yeah, but you're tied uh, to a backfield you know. that's cluttered. Yeah. Okay, but Mostert's the first of all, uh what's it called? Tevin Coleman's done
3: after this year. Uh and the other running backs, I mean most Jarek okay, McKinnon, they're both, God. They're both off contract. For him Oster, it's what, twenty six, twenty seven? It's most likely they bring
1: back him as opposed to Tevin Coleman, though. I don't know. I'm just not a big Levion fan long term. I mean you're getting a third year old running back who decided to want easily the worst situation offensively in the league.
3: Yeah, and he I, he I, running back sixteen.
1: Yeah, but yeah, and PPR because he's catching like a hundred balls because all PPR they did was track. dump it down to him. Yeah, all they I, did was I, dump it down to him next last year. I would rather have Damian Williams than Raheem Mostert. I would rather have Damian Williams over Le'Veon Bell as well. No. Yeah.
2: I want to say this. I'm baffled that Devontae Parker – this is like the – Oh, that, th- that's a steal. Like 8.6. 8. That, yeah, that, that a wide receiver that I was considering around previous almost fell to me. Devontae Parker, at 8.6. Is that as insane to me as it is I to mean, you guys? I, I, mean,
3: think, I think where the pause is is Preston Williams will be back midseason next year they will probably add a pass catcher of some sort. Mike is saw more work at the end of the year. I mean, we gave him Ayuk, didn't we, in our mock? Yeah, I don't even know if they'll get someone there, but say they even get like a Pittman or a K.J. Hill or literally anyone that's going to draw some targets, and then you add in Preston Williams coming back, who was better than Devontae Parker the first however many weeks before he got injured. I don't think – I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick that you were going to take him at where – what did you say? 7-3, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not a bad thing. I just
3: don't opinion. think it's a steal really getting him at 8'6", because who's to say he's not just going to fall back to what he was. I mean, obviously it obviously took him five years to do what he did for a reason. So I, I just, that's why I kind of have some like, caution with him. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, so after Devontae Parker went was Jameis Winston and then Darius Geis. So real quick, I want to know your guys' thoughts on Geis, because I, I would never pick him in my life.
2: Oh, um, I'd I pick him in the 10th uh, round. Uh, in all honesty I'm not looking at him at eight at all
3: yeah, it's tough to it's him. I don't know it's tough because like I could see hmm, I have them in a lot of dynasty leagues so I just bought him really cheap last year uh, like when he got hurt but I mean it was for like second and third round picks so I don't know it's tough I don't know why you would take him over like a Philip Lindsay or even a Mark Ingram or like Sony Michelle like I, those guys are guaranteed touches for next couple of years it is kind of a bad pick at that adp i think for sure
0: yeah i don't understand it at all now danny is on the clock 10 seconds left danny what are you looking at here
1: uh, looking at a couple guys but uh i think i'm gonna make my pick
2: yes danny i appreciate you because i was sitting here in my chair just shaking over who was i was gonna pick noah Fant or tj hawkinson made it a lot easier for me. I'm going to go ahead and
1: grab Hawkinson right after you. I mean, I would say going back to the Le'Veon Bell thing, maybe I'm just overreacting over one year. Uh, eighth, round, eighth round again is still good value for a guy who's shown in the past talent. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I just got a little bit of a sour taste because of what I saw last year and how he was used. But again, at the end of the day, he got paid. He's going to be used. He's still a talented back. So maybe That's it was just sure. an overreaction, but
2: yeah. Can I ask your fan, uh, what, was your, what was your conundrum there? What were you thinking about?
1: I was thinking about Herbert, first of all. Uh, I was thinking about uh, taking a guy like Herbert. So
0: That's what I was thinking about, too. I was yeah. going to take two quarterbacks in a row. But real quick, uh, want to go back to Jameis real quick. Would you pick him in the eighth round? Because obviously, if he I lands would. on a team, yes, he has the value. But I would have t- taken Teddy, Herbert, probably the next couple of quarterbacks over him. I easily would have
1: taken Herbert over him, in my opinion, if I need a quarterback there. Uh, Winston is not on a team currently. And if he, even if he signs with one, but the best case scenario is he's the starter in Washington. Maybe like, where's the upside in that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess you're getting a, a guy who's shown to be a quarterback one over the past couple of years, but at the end of the day, no situation he goes to is going to be even close to what the one he had in Tampa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I completely yeah. agree
0: with that. Now. What, what do you guys think about Teddy Throwsvelt,
1: Teddy Bridgewater right now? Uh, I mean, he's got he's got the weapons. I mean, personally, I would have taken Herbert simply because I see more upside, and I don't. I just don't think Teddy's a good quarterback. Neither do I, but I think he's safe. Oh, definitely. Like he's going he's going to be a top twenty-five fantasy quarterback for the next three years during his deal, at the very least. At the very least. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, uh, got weapons there. It's gonna be consistent. I mean, he's your quarterback three. At the end of the day, you're just looking for someone to step in your lineup when you need him to. And I mean, grabbing the quarterback there. Well. Some teams only have one quarterback on their entire roster is good value. So. Yeah, f-
0: for sure. So, after I went with Teddy B, like we said, Lucas went with Justin Herbert, and then he went with Tyler's best friend, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Give me your oh, thoughts. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't well, care if he can't pass block. He's going to get 30, 40 catches a year. Um, he's gonna get be, he, After next season, he's going to be 21, giving him about six or seven more comfortable years of shelf life. And he's just, if he's strictly a pass catcher, I'm all for it. Um, I'm interested to see why Jarvis Landry is still here. I didn't want to take him because I need running backs, but he's was the wide receiver 12 last year in the uh, fantastic Cleveland Brown offense, another player I think that's being undervalued.
1: I agree with that. I mean, uh, he again, the, thing, the con- thing that concerns me is the fact that um, that offense is going to improve. Odell's going to get better. Uh, Austin Hooper's going to take a lot of targets away from him as well. And uh, I felt like a lot of times last year he was just getting – you know the dump offs because let's be honest here, hey. that def- that Cleveland Ready offensive line couldn't that, that Cleveland offensive line couldn't block for crap. They added Jack Conklin. They're probably going to bring in a tackle in the first round. I feel like Baker's going to have more time to stretch the field. All right. Uh, again, but in the, in the freaking ninth round, are you kidding me? You're getting a consistent ninety-plus catch guy per year who's twenty-seven. Like I don't know how some of these players have been picked over. I'm like, Darius guys, I don't know what the heck is
2: going on there. I had- and no, I.
0: I I mean, I love the, the like, value of uh, shit. Who are we talking about? Jarvis. But I I don't trust him at all. Like, I don't believe in him because I think they're just going to run the ball a million fucking times. Like, I have Baker, but I think I'll throw Teddy... If this was a real thing, I'd probably throw Teddy in half the time over him. I just don't really trust it in this new, like, seem to be, like, a run-heavy offense. But I do love the value, obviously, in, like, the ninth round.
1: And uh, talking about your David Johnson pick there especially, I mean, Bob's the type of guy to make a bad trade, but you know damn well he paid up for that trade, so David Johnson is going to see touches.
0: Yeah, until he fucking tears his ACL. I mean, I picked him, but that's entirely possible. He's going to run the ball a million fucking times because they don't know who Duke Johnson is. Like, they, they don't. It's the Johnson and Johnson backfield. But I still think that David Johnson has great value in the ninth round, even not on Arizona. Like, on Houston, they should be able to run the ball a lot. They ran the ball a lot last year with Carlos Hyde, and that guy was as unproductive as it gets. I agree with that uh then Tyler took Sonny Michelle again a guy
2: 25 and a starter that that's what I'm looking at I have my three wide receivers I got my quarterbacks I have my tight end I'm just like what can I put on my lineup that uh, that could potentially be something Sonny Michelle in in the ninth round he's he's gonna he's gonna be on the field and he's 25 he's young so we you know I I just took the shot there I mean he might be 25
0: but he's got the arthritis knee of a 90 year old so that is definitely a huge worry
1: but I'm not a I'm not a Sony Michelle fan personally, but I can see the appeal for him. But uh yeah, I understand I, it. I, as I well. Would have it. I would have taken Landry in your spot personally, but uh but, for me it was Jalen Rager. I just simply think the value of Rager here, he's going to get top fifty draft capital. He's going to land in the situation as a good one B receiver at the very least. And I just think he's a talented receiver. He's my wide receiver four in uh this upcoming draft. Like I just I like him. Uh, I mean, there's not really much more to elaborate. Again, he's my wide receiver four overall. What are your guys' uh, thoughts on him?
2: He, actually, no. He's actually my wide receiver three. Uh, I have Lamb, Judy, then Rieger. Rieger? Rieger. Not, it's, it's just out there. yeah, um, no, I really like his, his his value there with that pick. Great pick there. Real
0: quick to just recap this guy's team. I know we recapped it earlier. Kyle, Kyle Womper's oh team. Man. I can't fucking pronounce, but this motherfucker, look, I don't, I don't know you. I don't hate you or something. But if your two starting quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, what are you going to do in three years, man? Come on. Come on. That is like a hole-in-the-head,
3: dense pick. Come on. Say he took on too many leagues and quit. <laughs>
2: Well, well, let's look at it. Let's look at the full team. So, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans. Uh, well, that's,
1: that's his his RBs are, are literally outside of Aaron Jones, and his RBs are going to end up in the hospital by week three.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, see, that's that's my issue. Is I'm like, you went wide receiver early, you never came back to it, and and not that you won't get a bad one, but like you could have taken you could have taken what, Keenan Allen before you took Carry on. I mean, I mean th- this is the kind of value we're looking at. It's it's rough. This team's rough.
0: Yeah. I mean, real quick to just pivot. I mean, his second wide receiver is Mike Evans. I mean, I know that I don't think that Tom Brady makes Mike Evans like unusable, but I don't like Mike Evans as much anymore. And I don't, I, agree with that. I don't trust him as being as reliable. I feel like Chris Godwin is going to stay more the same, if not even better because Brady will just throw him the ball a million times, but Mike Evans, I feel like his stonks are down. I feel like I don't really trust him there. I would have much rather have taken DJ Moore if I'm being honest with you. And he went at I the would've... 3-1 to Lucas. If I'm taking Michael Thomas at 105, I'm easily
1: taking one of those three backs that we got in a row. Plain and Mm -hmm. simple. I mean, uh, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, they're more than worthy of the 208 there. Uh, You already went Michael Thomas in the first round. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what is going on there. I mean, that is a scary situation to be because you take one of those backs there, you get Aaron Jones in the fourth round, the team outlook's looking completely different. Because then you're able to take a guy like Keenan Allen over carry-on, and now you got... Michael Thomas, one of those backs, Aaron Jones, and then Keenan Allen your wide receiver too. That would be a much more formidable team than what he's putting up
0: now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, just to talk real quick. This is like literally the perfect vision of what happens when you draft a tight end early and you make one mistake. Your team looks like this. If you draft George Kittle in the third round and you're not On there, grabbing a running back, your running back core is going to look like a hospital, like Daniel said. I mean, like, these guys may all end up with coronavirus because they're in the hospital so fucking much. So, I don't Uh, love that. After Drew Brees went, then our pick Jarvis here went. I Uh, mean, you you have to love it at this point. I I was going to mention, too, uh, a name we
1: haven't seen. uh, One I was considering, but I just love the youth and uh, upset of fan. We haven't seen Zach Ertz go off the board yet. Uh, I mean, that's pretty uh, interesting to see in the ninth
0: round here. So, what are your guys' thoughts on Zach Ertz not going? I mean, my thoughts are I don't know why I had to tell people about that. I mean, that's what I was going to pick. But besides that, I mean, I, I hate Zach Ertz personally. Like, I don't – but I would pick him here, obviously, 100%. No matter his age, he will give back value for at least two more years, I would assume.
3: I, I agree. The thing that's confusing is, like, I mean, you guys took no of and TJ Hawkinson for obvious reasons of – Youth, youth but what are you like okay the zachert's worst year in the last what five years is tight end 10 but what no, are you, no you know, i
1: completely agree i mean i considered him you, versus I, fan i just the way i look at it is i view fans upside as being a 60 catch 900 yard type of player like i just think he's a dynamic talent yeah. so i mean i'm getting i'm getting a young dynamic tight end who his stocks are only going to go up but after is he this year.
3: Is he going to hit that tight end three range in the next two years?
1: I don't think he's going to necessarily have that tight end three upside, but I feel like he's going to be a top five, top six tight end for the mm-hmm. next seven, eight years. I guess, that's I guess my, what I'm, what that's I'm trying my view to say it. is
3: those guys aren't going to hit that tight end three range in the next two, three years. Then why wouldn't you just take Zach Hertz, who's going to do that for the next three years? Um, I don't know. It's just like, especially in a non-tight end premium, I just feel like it was maybe even like Hunter Henry. I don't know if that was an auto pick or what the case may be. Evan Ingram way too early. Who's to say that he's even gonna like be? I was
1: also gonna mention uh, Zach Gertz Ertz only signed for one more year, which is also a major consideration for me. Uh, I feel like after this year, uh, once he, once his contract is up, is he really gonna land in a situation like Philly where he's force fed ten targets a game? That's a concern of mine as well. I know Vance signed on his rookie deal. He still has three years left plus his option. Uh, I know where he's gonna be for the next foreseeable future, and I like the situation they got going on. Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton as the number one receiver on the outside to compliment him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Zach Ertz is not going to resign in Philly simply because they have Goddard. They don't need to resign him. So, I mean, I don't know what situation he's going to end up in that's going to use him the way Philly does. So, that's, that's my concerns on Ertz. But, I mean, his upside for at least next year and probably the next few years, uh, given where he signs, is going to be still good. Again, the age and the contract worried me a ton.
0: Yeah, I want to bring up a player real quick. So after Jarvis went Darrell Henderson. Now, personally, I'm not going to call out Tyler or something, but I would have picked Darrell Henderson over Sonny Michel strictly based on maybe he gets the chance. I mean, Sonny Michelle, you know what he is. He's not that good, at least to me. I think that Darrell Henderson has the chance, now that Gurley is out of there, to be good. But like we saw last year, Malcolm Brown was bulldozing in touchdowns. He was stealing them from Todd Gurley. So that does kind of worry me. But I think Darrell Henderson might be the future there.
2: Are we not – are we not um, sure that they won't just go in and take a running back? I mean
0: – Oh, they could.
2: Because it could happen. I mean, I, I don't really have the confidence in Daryl Henderson at all. I, there's a high chance, I think, Malcolm Brown may be the starter. So, I, I was going with with more of a, a confirmed guy that's going to be the one, even in this a rough kind of system there in New England, I would say right now offensively. I, I'd much rather have him over Daryl Henderson right now.
1: Uh, I would prefer Henderson personally due to the upside. I know Michelle doesn't present me with any upside whatsoever. Heck, I would have taken Ingram over Michelle as well, simply because I know he's going to be at least a top 10 back for the next couple years. Um, I would have taken his
0: teammate, James White. That's fair too.
3: Not, with, yep. not without Brady. Nah. I mean,
0: You don't think that the new quarterback that Brigham will dump it down if it's a rookie?
3: Um. Mm, not to the extent Brady did, I think, because, I mean, he just checks down the running backs. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting because James White's also, like, 29. I'm not for sure what his contract situation is. Um, but I guess going back to the Sony Michelle thing, I think the Sony Michelle pick is a very safe pick, is what Tyler's been kind of landing on. Learns. But I think if you're safe with that, then you kind of have to be – compared to Daryl Henderson as be safe with Daryl Henderson as well, because they obviously got rid of Todd Gurley for a reason, um, money issues, but they wouldn't have just dumped him without having a backup plan already in place, I guess. So I think Daryl Henderson, there's a pretty good, uh, risk or I guess, uh, value, I guess you could say, um, I don't know. It's tough to gauge the running back market now. I think post, uh, post combine, I think we'll have a, or post combine, post draft, a better gauge of, yeah, we got to see where landing spots, uh, these players go
1: and what happens but uh you know it'll be a developing story now what are your guys thoughts on damien williams there because he's a guy uh i think in the 10th round presents possesses a ton of value i just simply think that the chiefs aren't going to invest high high draft capital in a running back and even if they do they've shown over the years that they run a multi-back system so i mean damien williams is going to catch passes he's going to get a like at least 10 to 12 touches per game, even if they bring someone in. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think that's a good pick in the 10th round here. Uh,
0: I love him. He w- literally was the Super Bowl MVP. They fucking jinxed him out of it or they threw him out of it. I mean, when he's healthy, Damian Williams is amazing. Now, the key is, will he be able to stay healthy? I mean, you see multiple parts of the season. The dude's out. He's, he's riding the pine because he's just fucking dead out there. He's gassed. But I like Damian Williams. I think in the 10th round, I, I'd prefer him to Mark Ingram, if I'm being honest with you. But that's just because I really believe in the Chiefs. And I think that the Ravens may – people may have figured the Ravens out. I mean, I know this sounds stupid. Everyone will say, oh, they figured the Patriots out, and then the Patriots will come back and just beat the shit out of some team in the Super Bowl. But Damian Williams, I think, is just a very safe pick. But his age does worry me, obviously, because he's getting up there in age.
2: So uh, one team we haven't – I don't think we've looked at yet is um, Westron's, who is sitting here at the 112, uh, obviously all, all the 12 picks. Uh, What are we looking at, uh, wise, with his team? How do we feel about that? He took Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, then he went to uh, Cam Akers, which I really liked, uh, McLaurin, Kirk, Newton, Haskins, Cooper, and now Justin Jefferson. So, stayed young. Uh, Some of his team's a little older, but I I really like that team and how it's coming together.
0: Yeah, I just want to touch real quick on Austin Hooper. I I hate Austin Hooper now in Cleveland, if I'm being honest with you. I think – I don't know why they did that. They have Ninjoku, who has shown when he was healthy, he was pretty good. Uh, Talking quarterbacks-wise, obviously he has three quarterbacks, but two is not going to play this year. So he's going to be rolling out Cam Newton. Who knows what Cam Newton is going to be doing. And Dwayne Hashkins, while maybe in the future this team – probably is amazing. But if we're talking this year, I don't like it. But for Dynasty-wise, I think that for the future, this is a very good team, especially adding Justin Jefferson in the 10th round.
2: Yeah, think, uh, you'd look to ship off a guy like Cook, um, maybe and beat him to get maybe some picks or maybe some younger guys too, maybe at the end of the season. It's not a win-now team, but it, it definitely has a lot of really good future value.
3: I yeah. think the only thing that's bad if this team is, so say – Well, he has one quarterback that's guaranteed to play next year because you say that the Redskins could go get Jameis Winston. Then Winston's definitely going to beat Haskins out. I don't know why he wouldn't. Who's to say Akers is a starting running back? Kirk, I don't know. Like, is he a wide receiver three? Justin Jefferson, is he a wide receiver three? I think there's kind of a lot of question marks. Uh, Austin Hooper's not going to see the amount of targets that he saw last year. He's like, what, the sixth option on that offense? Fifth option. I don't know. It's very, I think it's a very risky team, I think, per, overall. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: okay, uh, that, do you have anything on it, Danny, or can I talk about a different team real quick?
3: I mean, I was just going to say, again, like
1: uh, reiterate some of the same points. I mean, Kirk, as your wide receiver, two is very risky. I'd prefer him as a three. Jefferson, as your three, I'd prefer him more as a four. I mean, again, like two as your only quarterback before the seventh round is really concerning, especially when the other two you take are Cam, who's been injury prone, and Haskin who's, who just hasn't really shown much, especially, like, last year. I mean, that team was a mess. But
0: I mean, realistically, he could have drafted both Washington quarterbacks if they take Tua. Yeah.
3: Which is not a good thing. Yeah, obviously not. not. It's not a strategy you want to do because, I mean, who's Tua going to go to? I don't know. It's joking.
1: Uh, It's my pick now. I mean, this guy made it back to me. I just see see the upside given that the Cowboys have an out – uh, for Zeke's contract at 27 or vice versa Tony Pollard's is only signed for three more years after that he's shown the capability and the talent to be a starting running back in the NFL uh, getting him in the 10th round presents plenty of upside especially if Zeke goes down at all in the next couple of years Tony Pollard is instantly a top five back for those replacement weeks so getting him into the 10th round here in a dynasty I mean again uh, high upside RB3 here for me I mean given that my other two running backs are rookies here I'm T- like you can tell, I'm building a young upside team. So I mean, getting Pollard here for me was a good pick. But I, I want to hear what you guys have to say about that.
2: Uh, yeah, good running back. Uh, I don't think Zeke plays the full year. He probably probably be out one week, and and there you go. You got a plug-in starter. Um, I, as far as looking at my pick right here, I, I think again with going on going along with the with the value picks. I mean, we're sitting here in the 10th round, and and I have a guy who there's a chance could be. Joe Burrow's favorite target. I'm going John Ross here um, as, as my what my fourth wide receiver. I, I love the potential of him. Um, I'll, I'll take the risk if, if he doesn't hit with with Burrow, but I love the chance that he will.
0: Yeah, now to me, it's my pick right now. There's just a blatant pick here. I don't have a tight end. Darren Waller is staring me in the face in the 10th round. I mean, they bring in Jason Witten, but who really gives a fuck? That man will be in the booth a couple of weeks into the season. Like I don't believe in Jason Winton at all. I mean, unless he's on Dallas, I don't think he's going to be getting too many passes. And Darren Waller last season showed a whole ton of potential in Las Vegas now. So I'm going to pick Waller here to me. That was a like no brainer.
1: I like the pick. I mean, looking back on it,
0: maybe I could have
1: waited on Fant a little bit. Oh, by the way, I was about to take love. So uh, that hurts, but uh, I could have waited a little bit on Fant. but I, at the time, I mean, I just looked at it. 22 year old, young tight end, good offense, but, Again, Waller, great pick. I need the 10th round. Definitely somebody that should have probably went higher. I mean, I definitely would have taken him over Hooper. Definitely would have taken him over, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, a couple options. I mean, A.J. Green's going off the board in the ninth round before him. Like, I don't know.
3: I mean, here, think. this is what I was kind of trying to mention earlier. So, say you, t- you just took Waller in, what, the 10th round? Mm-hmm. And George Kittle went in the third. Waller scored 2.3 points less per game than George Kittle did. There's no tight end premium. That's where I think people just say the positional advantage. I'm not saying that's wrong, but there isn't. I mean, like there is, but it's the 2.3 points. So say you could have taken, you took George Kittle. You could have had Amari Cooper. And if we compare the points value of Amari Cooper to what is say John, uh, I don't even know, like John Brown at this point. Give me a little bit here.
0: He literally could have had Julio or anyone.
3: Yeah, so okay, so say you take Amari Cooper, who had 15.5 points per game, and John Brown, I mean, that's a kind of an outlier just because he had a really good season, but he's really old. So his ADP's down there at 14.7. But you could name off, I don't know, Sterling Shepard, Robbie Anderson. They're all kind of in the same boat. The point differential is so much greater there. Robbie Anderson, 10.5. That's a five-point-per-game point differential, whereas you could take a tight end seven rounds later with a two point point differential, I guess is what I was kind of trying to say earlier. That's why I think that Kittle pick in a non tight end premium is just way way too early. Um, because yeah, you are starting a tight end, but you could just cycle tight ends where you can't really cycle top tier receivers. So uh,
2: I, I just took Tom Brady here at my eleven oh three. I want to justify it real quick. I already have Locke and uh, Wilson. I just kind of need that third quarterback, and I really like the potential of him in Tampa Bay. Uh, and sitting here at the 11, and I just want to make sure I have a third quarterback just in, in case. So uh, I went ahead and took Tommy here.
3: I think yeah. it's a solid, very solid pick. Um, Safe floor. He's not, I, I need to research the whole like signing of it. Cause I just two, two years, 59. two
0: years and he can't get traded and he can't get tagged
3: and, and it's all guaranteed. So here, give me this. So they're going to completely tear down their whole offense, completely change it to Taylor, Tom Brady, to then in two years have to rebuild again. They're I mean, I'm a, like, is he going to be able to get the ball downfield to Mike Evans consistently like ten times a game? That's where I, I don't get the whole like sign. Like, when's the last time he threw the ball downfield and it wasn't up to a Hall of Famer and Randy Moss? That's fair. Antonio Brown. Yeah. So when's the last yeah, time he threw the week. ball downfield? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was. I don't was know the, the whole like signing. I don't like understand. I just need to actually do more research on it because like. W- it is such a bad football move, but no one cares because it's Tom Brady. Like, it's a terrible organizational move because you're telling me that team's going to go in and compete with the Saints. They're going to go in and compete with the Niners. They're going to go in and compete with, I don't know, the CL, like I don't, I don't get the move. They, I just don't get it. Their team is not ready. They don't even have a fucking running back, for Christ's sakes. I mean, I, I took Ronald Jones, but that's purely if they just don't draft anyone they don't have wide receiver depth whatsoever. Obviously saw so last year those players got hurt. They don't have anyone behind them right now. OJ Howard, they have the corpse of OJ Howard. That can maybe be something. I, I don't know. It's just a very. I,
0: yeah. I think you have to do it. If you're the Buccaneers though, you bring in the goat, you get rid of a man who's going to throw 30 interceptions. You fill in with a guy that throws 10 interceptions. I mean, if, If last year, if Jameis wasn't throwing so many interceptions every game, they probably would have won a lot of those games. They also
3: wouldn't have scored as much, though. I mean, like, yeah, that's true. But
0: I just think Tom Brady will be able to be good enough. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs. I see no way they don't make the playoffs. Does anyone think they don't?
3: No. Well, let's name off name off teams higher. Yeah. Well, there's seven
0: teams making the playoffs now. So how do they not make it?
3: That's starting this year for sure. Yeah. Okay. So teams
2: I think are better than them right off the bat. Just look at the score. Niners. Yeah, let's go. Niners, Saints, Niners, Saints. Well, here
3: start the division. You're telling me they're going to beat out the Saints for the division?
2: No, Uh,
0: I don't think so, but they could.
3: Okay, so we'll say. mm.
0: I'll go both of them. We'll say both of them
1: make it. They finish second
3: in the division. Okay, so Saints locks for the playoffs. Saints, Niners,
1: Packers. Packers will probably make it. I would say
3: Packers and Vikings would have to. They did last year. They almost Cowboys, Eagles. So what is that? Sorry, Cowboys – No Eagles, way the Eagles year? make it. Uh, no, one, one way the Eagles ba- make it. The Eagles have like the best offseason of all the NFL teams. Their defense is stacked. And the Cowboys they, literally it. fucking
1: replaced Jason
3: um. Garrett who, and
1: their kicker who lost them three games at the very least last year.
0: The Cowboys are going to make it. I don't think the Eagles make it.
3: Correct. The Eagles made it last year, right? Okay.
2: Eagles, yeah, yeah of course year. they made it. But who gives they a fuck? Eight, that, nine and seven. Who cares?
3: They made it with no receivers. And then they added even more defensive weapons. They have a corner. They're going to add receivers in the draft. Yeah, but Dallas almost made it with the, the biggest idiot as their head coach. Okay, okay. So we'll start off. Saints won, Niners two, Packers and Vikings. You both agree?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the, about the Vikings.
3: They made it last year, and the team. They, they lost a number one receiver, and they have no cornerbacks.
2: I mean, it's belt. It's not like they had they, no, they
3: they had not had not no corners last team. year. It's not like the free agents they pick up are going to be much worse.
1: Well, they still lost. They still lost Xavier Rotu. I, I will it was say he was, was bad last year, it was but terrible. at the you still losing a, a starting cornerback. Clearly, the guys they have that were behind them are worse if, they, if he was starting over them.
2: Either way, we're, we're trying to justify for these teams. We aren't saying too much about the Bucs. I think the Bucs okay. are – Okay,
3: there's obviously four teams locked in. Yeah. And we, I would say the Saints are going to win the division. What, which four teams are you locking in? The teams that win the division. Niners? I would say yeah. the Saints are going to win the division. Saints, so just, Niners,
1: Cowboys, and Packers. I would Packers,
3: say. okay. Seattle? I
1: Five. Yeah. Easily, in my opinion. Yeah. Eagles okay. and Bucks.
3: Eagles, Bucks, Vikings, Falcons, if the team stays healthy. Well, the Falcons
0: are going to die. They're, they're terrible. no defense. If you don't think the, ta- the Buccaneers make it, I just don't see how that's even possible. In seven teams, they have to make it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think know. they could have made it last year if like Jameis wasn't so bad. They went 7-9 so last year. The Jets could have made the
3: playoffs it. last year. Uh, don't get me started. The, the Redskins just. were in the playoff hunt in, like, fucking week 11 or something. Yeah, sure.
0: so
3: I don't know. I just don't – don't <laughs> I don't see how you can call this team a win-now mode cause compared to other teams, I guess. I mean, they could – I don't know, fucking get Antonio Brown back. They're, they're going to make the
0: they're, playoffs. They're not going to get AB, but they will make the playoffs. They're
3: guaranteed uh, to get Josh Gordon, and everyone's going to draft him super high. Like, that's already like a lock. Like, it always you can, happens. You can already bet on that right now. Josh Gordon's going to go back, play one game, catch a touchdown, and then get caught for weed the next one.
0: No, 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 no. You can't get caught for weed anymore. He's going to be smoking crack right before the game and be scoring it's touchdowns. Now, be real be question, boys.
1: Right. How it'll would be you be ball rank ball it out ball ball in,
2: ball in ball the AFC? Like the 17 The
3: Chiefs won. Yeah. What do you mean? Dolphins Ravens? won. Ravens.
2: Dolphins, too. <laughs> Give them a year, though. Yeah, so Chiefs won, Ravens. Ravens. I, uh,
3: think, I think Steelers at Big Ben stays, like, if he plays normal. I think, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he plays average, yeah. they would be in the playoffs. Steelers, if uh, he doesn't
0: die.
1: Bills, Bills are winning that division. I mean, come on. Like You guys know, are Dolphins fans, but. Patriots, yeah, no, the Bills are going to win the division. Patriots
3: but... when they add Jameis Winston, literally the same oh. team as last year with a better upside.
1: Oh, uh, they lost a bunch of defensive pieces, bro. Yeah, they're all in the Dolphins, so I don't know. And, don't know. and the Lions. <laughs> the Lions yeah, they lost the a Olympics. bunch of defense. Oh, here. So, so, okay,
3: so Chiefs, Ravens. Chiefs, Ravens, Bills,
1: Steelers, Bills. So that's Colts. four.
3: I'd say Colts.
1: So nope. Colts, Broncos.
3: Gosh, really? Uh, I don't know. Well, Texans aren't winning the division. No.
2: Well, Broncos, Texans. I would say. Give it, well, Tennessee. Just give, give it to
3: Tennessee and no one yeah, else. Yeah, Tennessee, too. Come on, okay, boys. So We're at the wheel. Game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah, if 10, I don't you know, think the Colts are going to make it over ten Nine touchdowns, the to one interception. On the, no. and,
2: and as a wild card, I think the Broncos will beat out the Colts yeah. and shit.
1: Easily. I no, mean, uh, we, we, we got to uh, look at it. Uh, We're going to have a full in-depth video breaking down, you know, after the draft, breaking down, like what we think is going to happen in the season. Because uh, let's be honest – there's going to be some people in the comment section that are just going to be flaming us. Oh, my God. You didn't have the Redskins in the playoffs? Unsubscribed. What do you
2: mean the
0: Jets aren't going to make it? Sam Donald is
2: amazing. 49ers aren't your number one in the AFC and NFC? Unsubscribe. All
0: right. Let's go back to the fucking draft because I actually want to talk about something here. Now, uh, Lucas went with Jordan Love, and then I went with Jalen Hurts. Now, obviously, like everyone's going to pick Eason over him, but I went with Hurts because I believe Hurts could potentially – be a starting guy soon. I just believe more in Hurts. I think Hurts is better than Eason. I agree. Eason sucks. Eason is Shea Patterson with the freaking arm. Shout
1: out Bush. Yeah. Shea uh, Patterson. Oh, that's
2: a lie. <laughs> what's sucks. He's
1: too busy Brady, fixing then? his hair rather than looking down the field. Dude, you, oh, yeah.
2: Talk about, talk about hair. How about Drew Locke, Lucas? Let's uh, throw some He's shit out. He's
1: rapping on the sideline, you know? That's a candidate. How about, how to be a franchise quarterback?
2: Be on the sideline, man. There's nothing there, man. It's just doubles.
1: True Locks actually got some fucking awareness. Well, okay, so what's what's wrong with know, Jacob Eason?
2: I don't I, know, he's not aware of
1: it out of Does not go through his progressions. Has a bad personality in general. Like, do you really expect that guy to walk into a team and actually be the leader? But you he expect, couldn't fucking you expect Jordan Love easily. Why? What's the difference? Why? What's the
3: difference? <laughs> like, they, literally, they literally play the exact same type of style of quarterback.
1: Except I saw Jordan Love being able to carry a terrible Utah State team while fucking jo- Jacob Eason did nothing with Washington. Well,
2: it's not, like he can,
3: had, it's
1: not like
2: he had world beaters in Washington. Shit.
3: Aaron, <laughs> Aaron actually Fuller. had some NFL talent. I know that. <laughs> who? Hunter Bryant? That's it? Aaron, Aaron, that's it. That's Aaron, it. That's Aaron Fuller? It. Aaron Fuller might sign as an undrafted free agent. Like, maybe sign as a, like a like, – Day twenty of undrafted free agent signings.
2: You know, if, if at least if Ethan was in the Mountain West, you would actually won the conference. My God, Yo,
3: you got to fucking
1: relax with that slander of Jordan Love. I yeah. will not take that. I don't,
3: I, I don't. get where the huge gap is. There, there hey, can't be a huge what, what,
1: gap. What, well, one got beat out by Jake Fromm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw how well that went. <laughs> yeah, what you notorious know is loving off. that one off? Okay, let's see. <laughs>
1: Hmm. God. Okay. Dallas, Dallas Goddard I actually like that pick in the dynasty
3: well, so wait, I so love if, Goddard If you're off Easton because he got beat out by Jake Fromm Then you would have to be out on Jalen Hurts Because he got beat out by Tua Yeah but Tua yeah, is but the second is best quarterback, quarterback. <laughs> in the draft
0: Or the best quarterback in the draft fucking say, Fromm's garbage
3: Fromm's not going to be a starter this year He could be, could be a Someone dies they're both, past both 30 yards. The they're both recruited the same I bet you
1: I could throw a further deep ball than fricking uh, Jake Fromm can. You can't
2: throw it further than Eason. Okay, relax.
0: <laughs>
3: you you, wait, yeah, okay, no, you can't you, run
0: faster than my. Tell me, hurt, so. tell me,
3: you put Eason in the say, the Chargers or the Steelers. Oh, what a, he p- yeah, that's
0: picking a good spot,
1: but like,
3: Okay, that's where he's gonna. He's not gonna land in a bad spot. He's gonna go day two, day three to a good team.
1: Right? Is he? Is he going to be a starter? Do you think long term? Long term. Why yeah. wouldn't
3: he be? I don't I, I don't know. Mahomes was I just, Mahomes can sling He's it and didn't go through. <laughs> oh, Mahomes admitted to that Mahomes literally admitted on an interview he didn't know how to read a defense till this year.
2: By the way, I don't, I I don't say, see it
3: with I don't see it with Eason man.
2: Jacob Eason, you need to follow me on my Twitter. I'm your biggest fan. Big hearts out to the yeah.
0: Yeah, because Eason's totally watching this shit. (laughs) (laughs) After we just slandered him, after I slandered him, it said he forged
3: Utah's defense, the number two ranked defense in the nation. And that's the problem with him. He has Jordan Jordan left through like however many interceptions against like what? In 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 2018, he had had,
1: uh, probably the best year of any quarterback. I hope so. And he had fucking Darwin Thompson as his
3: only weapon. I hope so. He played the Mountain West, or how he played. Okay. It. He had no, absolutely no NFL talent around him. What do you expect? That either team either sucks. Of, Jacob oh, like and was
1: Washington. Playing.
3: Washington is a good team. Washington freaking ma- name name more than Hunter Bryant and Aaron Fuller on that team. They have Salvin Ahmad.
1: Yeah, okay, that's a
3: running back. Go, running back. Okay, that you say to name more team. than one.
1: <laughs> like yeah, you, you name one. Yeah, name more than them. Name more than the ones you listed.
3: I I can't because there's no one. No, you asked me to. That's what I'm saying. I said I said Salvin Ahmad. Name more than one. Name
1: any. Name you named. Okay, we just named three on Washington. Name any for that matter on Utah State.
3: Name the three on Washington. Have there many that? Okay, who's actually? You didn't answer my question though. Name any of them on Utah State. Hunter Bryant might go day three and might get a chance to play. Ahmad's not going to get. Achmeder is not going to get a chance to play. Neither is Aaron Fuller. So (laughs) it's the same thing. It's the same thing it's as not definitely having not. anybody They actually here.
1: have defensive pieces as well. Like, that, te- the Washington as a team is a way okay, – Are you arguing with me right now that Washington isn't a better team than Utah State? No, they're a better
3: I they will team.
1: fight you on well, that because that is ridiculous. It's uh, talk about
2: competition too. Who's I that, mean-
1: wait, who's that bum quarterback that Washington had for the longest time before they had Eason? I don't What's know. his freaking name? He led, he led them to the fucking
2: playoff. Did Wasn't
0: Garter Minshew on
2: Washington? No. no on Washington, uh, Washington State. State. Oh, who's okay. that? So, like, you know, system
3: quarterback. System I know freaking, what really uh, good
2: quarterback you're thinking of. You keep saying Jordan Love, but you're forgetting him. Uh, Anthony Gordon, uh, King, <laughs> Washington State. What a God, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy, this guy, what a, what a hoot he man. is, you know what I'm saying?
3: Another this is the, Mike long, Leach, this is the longest mock draft of all time. Yeah, well we're, we're almost game. done here.
0: We're cutting it short at twelve rounds because it is twelve forty in the morning as we were recording this. But speaking, another another Washington State product, Luke Falk. Look how he did with the Jets last year.
3: Okay, name a Mountain West quarterback. You can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're saying. There's no difference between the two.
2: Name wait, hold like up. There's name like
3: this good, huge gap.
2: Name a good Pac 12. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Rip the pack 12 Exactly. Guys are,
3: That's what I'm saying. There's no difference, but they're the same fucking player. They're not. One's gonna One's gonna go to a good team, and the other's not. And the other's gonna have a good career. Okay.
2: To be fair, to be fair, Lucas. It, to be fair, one of the quarterbacks had eight interceptions. One had 27. So I mean, clearly, there's a worse guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, according to, to the James. You. According to that, the ar- evaluate
3: Jameis Winston. I just want to
2: pause uh, something right now. You're making the argument for Eason yet? Yeah. Who
1: was your pick?
2: It wasn't
1: my pick. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, this, is a fan, this is a fantasy draft, not an overall
3: football draft.
1: We're not about okay, if, if that's the case, then why do you, why
3: do you pick Jordan Love over Jacob Eason? There? Come on. You're going to get some of job capital. Okay. Well here, Jameis Winston was a good fantasy quarterback, right? Okay. Yeah. Obviously he's not a good NFL quarterback. He's not even on a football team right now. He got picked before everyone. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying. I know I'm making a joke.
1: I'm just saying. I don't would
3: Jameis Winston at this point in
0: the free agency. 100 oh, percent. But here, Lucas, just go. Once it's your twelfth pick. Once it's your 12th pick, just we'll just stop there on the draft. But All right, um, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Here, let me recap real quick what happened. So after Tyler took fucking Brady, then Danny went with Chase Edmonds, then Big Dick Nick Foles, Will Fuller, A.J. Dillon, Brandon Cooks, Tevin Coleman, Darius Slayton, John Brown, Robbie Anderson, Big Ben. Uh, Julian Edelman, Dallas Godert, Philip Rivers, Marvin Jones, Henry Ruggs, Rashad Penny, Janu Smith, and then Danny went with San Francisco's favorite, Denzel Mims.
2: Yeah, I'm going quickly, quickly oh <laughs> to quickly shout out my pick here real quick. Um, so I'm sitting with a guy on on the clock right now, and, and I'm going to take him. I think he could have gone about five rounds earlier. I think it's kind of crazy. I, I wasn't even looking at it at the fact that he was actually sitting here. Okay. Uh, in, in, incredible prospect the, the fact that, that not, he's you fuck he's, he's got first round value no doubt uh the kids the kids absolutely incredible he's got a rifle arm <laughs> it goes by jacob Easton. i mean what a oh. god you know what
3: I'm I, I was gonna take it. god damn it. oh i know who i want here i at was gonna the, i was gonna end it with that god at damn. the
0: 12 11 i'm gonna go with fan favorite titty boy higgins
3: Oh, yeah. Can we no. have my
0: like, 13th picture so I can get my backup quarterback? No, fuck you. I'm ending it the second. Dude, take the right. You take Anthony Gordon right here.
3: actually, look. Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I took you. Asshole. asshole. This is – can we put a meme right here? End the video off with a meme of Booger McFarlane.
0: You think I'm going to edit this? Oh, I'm hell yeah. Let's...
3: Fuck
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: There we well, go, buds. The draft is over. So, real who, quick, who would have been, been my third quarterback? Let me just see. Oh, God. But
1: fuck I don't I'll know. give you
2: Jordan Love because he's really good. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll give you Eason, but you gotta give me uh you gotta give me Fant and JK Dobbins.
1: You fucking retarded. I wouldn't give you the fourteen point nine for him. That's a lie. I can't even don't take lie. anybody.
2: <laughs> don't lie to yourself. I can take anybody with it. I'll give fucking give me Nick Bolden's over.
0: <laughs> all right, here, wait, let me just recap real quick before we finish the video here real quick. Lucas's team at the, he went with Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Michael Gallup, Todd Gurley, Herbert, Edwards, Hilaire, Ronald Jones, Jordan Love, and the GOAT, Anthony McFarlane. Quick a two, grade. Just give me a grade real quick, everyone. I give this a, an A-plus for Anthony McFarlane.
3: Let's go. Bo-
0: Bo- Booger Jr. all the way,
1: man.
3: Running back uh, five, running back five. Seriousness, as, um, like as
1: easily as you pick your nose, is how he picked apart the Ohio State defense two years ago. It's true.
2: In all honesty, where he's sitting at, uh, I'm just gonna be completely real with you guys. Um, I know I'm the memester of this group, but I, I go A minus. Uh, running back crew crew is really really weak, but outside of that, everything is everything's locked up. Uh, tight end could have could have gone, but but I kind of like what Lucas did with his team here. Yeah, I like it.
0: All right. Uh, then we'll go with my team next, unless anyone else wants to talk with about Lucas. Yeah, D- B minus for that. notorious. Uh, All right. I was, facts. All right.
2: Say
1: yeah, B plus, A minus. I mean, aside from like his RB one being questionable with Todd Gurley, uh, I love every other aspect of his team. So
0: yeah. All right. I like his team as well, probably B plus. So I got Christian McCaffrey, Dickie Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, Baker, Tyler Boyd, David Montgomery, Teddy Bridgewater, David Johnson, Counselor's favorite, Darren Waller, Jalen Hurts, Titty Boy Higgins. Oh, speaking, I I forgot to fucking put up the.
2: All right, throw it up there. Uh, I'll talk about the team real quick. Wide receivers, I would have liked uh, liked another oh, one on the screen. board. Uh, that's fine though. I mean, you know, you, you're you're a wide receiver away from looking really good. T. Higgins, I really like. Um, I don't think you'll have the value this year. Uh, future wise, that was a really good pickup. Uh, running back, crew's looking pretty nice. Uh, I don't like um, T. Higgins. I like it.
1: I don't like <laughs> T. Higgins personally, but uh, I mean, for the meme aspect, okay, but. Uh, I think Chenault would have been a better pick there personally. I'm just not a Higgins fan.
3: Okay. I'm going to go. Uh,
1: but, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a B pl- B B plus for me. Uh, again, the wide receiver three is a little weak, but aside from that, you lock down everything else. So
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if the draft went longer, I probably would have drafted like four wide receivers in a row. But oh, easily. After that, uh, we got t- – oh, Lucas, do you have anything to say about my team? Besides that, it's a D.
3: I think your team is very um, safe. I think it has a little bit of limited upside. I guess it's kind of how I feel about it, just because your receivers are um, not very boom receivers, and then you kind of fall off with the running backs post-McCaffrey. Not fall off, but, like, I think they're just kind of limited into, like, the range of outcomes, which isn't a bad thing, I think, come Dynasty Leagues. Okay.
0: So after my pick was Tyler's, Tyler went with Saquon Barkley at the one oh three, and then Russell Wilson, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Adam Thielen, Horsecock, Drew Lock, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, Sony Michelle, John Ross, the third, Tom Brady, and Jacob Eason. Garbage team.
3: I mean, you're gonna have some work. If This was like an actual like dynasty. Like, you'd have some work to do at the receiver position just for like long term. I think. I agree. Um, because. You- I mean, I'm just not – I'm not saying A.J. Brown's bad. He definitely could produce and be more consistent. I just think there's a lot of work left with him. Feeling just injury history old. Lockett eventually, I think, will kind of cap his ceiling. And then John Ross, like you said, was a shot in the dark, but I love that pick because he could easily be a D.K. Metcalf light or a Will Fuller that actually stays on the field or something like that, I think. So, I think that's a good pick there. And then quarterbacks, I honestly think you're pretty set. Um, you have your two – starters Tom Brady to cycle in and then we all know Easton's gonna start except for Daniel eventually um so I think it's a solid pick there
0: yeah I like your team besides I, I just don't trust Miles Sanders like I don't know what it is but it's just like the running back by I'm committee thing there but I would pick him there at the 3-3 actually yeah I like that
2: king, king duo there
0: okay uh Danny you got anything on Tyler
1: yeah I mean uh same thing you guys were saying pretty much uh
0: you know uh yeah, pretty much. I know. Yeah. Okay, nice. All right, now, Danny's team. The, unless you guys want to break down the other teams, I don't think we are. We're just going to go Danny's No, Danny we're we'll Because we're going to fucking bed. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Swift, Cortland Sutton, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Noah Fant, Jalen Rieger, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, Denzel Mims.
3: Okay. You have a great receiving core, great two quarterbacks. That solid value but you don't have a guaranteed starting running back. That's the only thing. Um,
1: I think at this point I can guarantee that Swift is going to be, but I agree other than that, that I do have concerns. Uh, I would have said like breaking down my own team, for example, I probably should have grabbed a quarterback three earlier, which I was thinking about multiple times. I just love yeah. value.
3: I mean, I I, I don't, you don't necessarily need to. I mean, because I mean, wh- in what situation are you going to bench Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson besides a bye week? I agree.
2: If it happens, I mean, that that's, and both are mobile quarterbacks. That, that's what I was thinking uh, when I'm like, there wasn't a third quarterback would have liked to see another one, maybe a more safer pocket presence, just uh, not pocket presence, a uh, safer, just pocket quarterback would have been nice, but you no, know, can't judge it too hard.
0: Yeah, honestly, I really like the team. I think, obviously, when you're looking at the draft as a whole, picking Noah Fant at 8-9 where you could have gotten Waller later is obviously a fatal mistake, but obviously you didn't know that was going to fucking happen. Overall, I like the team a lot. Definitely super high upside on the running back front. Aside from, like, I don't really like uh, Pollard at all, if I'm being honest with you, because I think Zeke will be able to stay healthy, but if Zeke does go down, Pollard will be amazing. I
1: mean, I I look at Pollard more so as, like, a super uh, high-quality handcuff in the sense that after his rookie year is done especially, or say they move on from Zeke after his guarantees are up at 27 years old, I believe he is going to be a starting running back in the NFL. He just, he showed way too much last year to not be given the opportunity. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, look at look at what Austin Eckler show, uh, showed this year, uh, years before he broke out. I mean, he always showed that potential as the guy behind Gordon, but nobody actually considered him a long-term starter. And then this year, mm-hmm. he was given the opportunity to show himself and he proved it. I see similar type of upside with Pollard. Yeah.
0: He's also like primo trade bait if Zeke goes down. Exactly. You just send him to the Zeke guy. So, I like that. I so go,
2: I go 6.9. That's a pizza score. Um, one bite.
0: Everyone knows the rules.
2: One bite. Shout out to Mr. Dr. Portnoy, King Portnoy, uh, Prez. Love you. Terrible. Terrible.
0: <laughs> Buddy might have the coronavirus, but it's okay. So, thank you guys all for watching this video. Danny, you can outro it, actually. Yeah. Peace out, y'all. So where we at? It's <laughs> gravy in the fucking Navy.
1: Goodbye.